Hey, it's nearly Christmas. Here we go. Uh, this is a little swap cast I did with my good friend Tom the Bear O'Manny, and it's on his show, Bookshot. So Tom is a comedian. He's from Tipperary in Ireland, and uh, we've known each other for about 10 years on the circuit. You'll hear all this in the show. Now, I know some of you don't like swap casts, but I, I see them as a way to, um, I guess, like, throw, you know, it's like podcast jazz. Let's throw, throw off the shoes and uh, sit down in front of the fire and get to know me a little bit better. If you're not into that, probably just don't even try listening to this. It's fine. There'll be another episode out tomorrow or the next day about the Port Arthur Massacre, which is a half-true crime and a half kind of a, a longer, uh, you know, extended, elongated true crime episode uh, with comedian Damo Clark. But this one with Tom. Uh, Tom's interviewing me for his show. So this is his his baby, his his, his jam. And uh, he does loads of other interviews with loads of other Irish celebrities and comedians and actors and sports people and all, all sorts of fucking super interesting people. So if you want to check out his show, it's Book Shot, Book Shot, anywhere that you get podcasts or you can follow him, uh, Tom O'Manny Comedy on uh, Instagram and, and other places. It's a bit of crack. We do get personal. And this is just a kind of a little treat before we do our, our last show uh, before Christmas, which is the Port Arthur Massacre. And then uh, you should have another one just before the end of December. As I said, we're back to weekly now. All my run has gone away. Thanks be to God. Fingers crossed now. Uh, no long-term effects. So I'm very happy. And yeah, we're getting ready to uh, to enjoy Christmas. So I hope you enjoy this one. Uh, it was a labour of love. It's, it was one of Tom's longest episodes in his show. But I mean, you know, when you when you, you mess with the bull, you get the horns. I wasn't expecting it to be so long, but we had a good old chat. There's loads of insight, there's loads of personal. So you want to find out what's going on with me and, you know, how the stuff is going. If you really like the show and you want to know what's happening or how it was made and the history, there's loads of stuff in here. Uh, good old chats. And it's a bit of a fucking, you know, it's a bit of an old <laughs> Gordo's going, look at me, look at me, look at me. But sure, that's the that's the nature of, of the show. Um, that's the nature of Tom's interview. So, I mean, fuck it. But like I said, don't listen to it and then give out to me afterwards. It wasn't what you said. So this is what it is, uh, just so you know. So yeah, lads, nearly Christmas. Uh, only only a few more sleeps till Santi. Like I said, new episode coming very soon. Hope you enjoy this one. Reach out to Tom and go check out more of his own or at least give him an old follow or an old ding on uh, the social media. So enjoy. the crack everybody how are you getting on you're all very welcome to another episode of bookshot number 166 would you believe uh for friday the 11th of december 2020 or if you're a patron you will of course have gotten the ad free version a couple of days earlier and if you're right good you'll get the video the whole lot so that is what you get if you join us with the patreon you get the ad free versions a bit early the videos who would want to see the videos do you know a lot of time on our hands at the moment there's no harm in just throwing this on when you're supposed to be working you're putting some downtime in and not really actually working you're what looking at the likes of me talking to people with our faces also a big shout out to all the two new patrons i need to check your name out but i will be doing a ramble pod this week or you will have already heard it as i record this and uh, we'll be giving shout outs as well um we need to find out who else got the rest of the merch because people are buying merch good oh you must be buying prezzies for nana or something with my face on it god bless you if that's the thing you actually want to give somebody it does support the podcast if you don't want to jump up on the patreon thing but i would i would jump on the patreon thing because you're going to have a lot of time on your hands over christmas and there's a lot of other videos to watch yeah no. 
So it's going to make life a little easier. Of course, both are going to be down in the show notes. You'll see the links down there. Give them a gander. Get in there. Support the podcast. And sure, look, even if you don't want to do any, write it down on a note. Give it to your nana and tell her that's what she's to be listened to. Because that's what it's all about. The community here, Buckshot. Tell everybody about it. Like I said, we've had a couple of great um, comments in. I want to see those comments and then five stars. Don't be giving me none of them fucking three stars. And that's not worth two shits to a man. Unless you're a podcast guru, I can take no advice from you. I just want five stars, mm, that delicious stuff, and your best comment. I've already picked who's in the front runner, and they will be getting a Buckshot t-shirt. I don't know if you'll get it this side of Christmas, but I will be talking to you this side of Christmas. So on the night of the 20th of December, we will be also doing a live ramble pod for Patreons only, where we'll be all getting fairly fucking mashed and drunk. And if it's anything like the silliness that went on the last night, it'll be some fucking crack or even half as good. It'll be some crack. I will announce the winner on that particular night and you will get yourself a t-shirt. So get your comments in. Best comments. Like I said, the best comment from last year on Apple Podcasts was a great podcast. Hey for sale. And he put his phone number underneath it. One of the greatest things you can ever do, but it's been overtaken. There's been a couple of sweet ones come in. So on Apple Podcasts, if you do are listening on Apple Podcasts, <laughs> my guest is cracking his bollocks up at the background because he's like, that is the most Tom. <laughs> that is the most Tom thing of all time. That's the housekeeping done. Lovely. Look at the show notes. They're down there. Click through the links if you want to support the podcast. It would be greatly appreciated. You'll get a big out of fondy, as my nanny used to say, or a kiss. But socially distant. And of course, obviously, I will have asked your permission beforehand. So moving on swiftly to today's guest, I think we were intertwined like Jenny and Forrest, like the fucking Ghostbusters need the ghosts. No other and the guru himself. I, I'm going to give him an intro like he gives me an intro anytime I'm on his podcast. Uh, entrepreneur, star of stage in the day, bon vivant, lover, lover of all things Wexford. The only other thing Wexford is Nicky Rackard or Lee Chin. Those are the only other two things that are fucking more Wexford than this man. Obi-Wan to Mike and I should have said Obi-Wan to probably Padmon or one of those things, but sure, I don't know about that kind of shit. You know me, I don't know anything about fucking Star Wars. I'm trying to fucking blend in here. Please welcome to the stage, the man, the myth, the legend, Gordo Rochford, everybody from TCG. Hey. How you doing? All right, Basta. <laughs> you couldn't hold it together, sure you could. Oh, the hair for sale got me, bro. That shit got me. It was so good. He's like, so good. there's a man out in the country with hair for sale with an entrepreneurial <laughs> mind and not a great knowledge of the internet. He's like... I'm going to fucking catch in on this shit, boy. That is very funny. How do you keep it, man? You're probably the one person I talk to most. I talk to most these days. Oh, yeah. This is the this is the fucking the lockdown brethren here uh, trying to figure out what the fuck life is about when we're all stuck in the house. I know. You look incredibly Christmassy there, man. It's a rustic, rustic Christmas. Uh, you haven't seen the, the palette effect, have you? I you know, this is new to you. Before, yeah. All yeah, 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 yeah. Candy, candy canes and yeah. old nails all aglow. There's <laughs> literally old nails fucking yeah. through them. Yeah, I had to take the bland look off that wall. There was like, you've got that badass thing. You've got, you know, uh, your little figurines oh, in the background. Bobs, there. I, sh- yeah. I should probably call them something. There's probably some some cool name for them. I shouldn't be calling them figurines. I well, shouldn't be calling them toys. Each one of them is, is uh, you know, deep, deep to my, to my soul and my heart. Uh, it's a physical representation of my inner psyche, you know. Uh, but this is me I'm like this is my buddy the elf month this is where I just do <laughs> the podcast just looks Christmassy have yourself a tetanus um, for Christmas <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh Lord. You know, it's good to be here Christmas time, man. It's um it's been a weird year and uh like try I made this fucking studio here now, it's lovely and there's no cunt can come into it now. <laughs> I know it's fucking it's, it's so fucking ironic. You built this amazing fucking studio and then nobody can fucking go to it. Yeah. They're like, wait, you see it by uh and I thankfully I got my toe in the door early day early days we when it was in this construction. One or two things like but Get out to fuck after that. Nobody else allowed in. Yeah, it's bad for him, man. I, I, you know, you're working so hard to get to put it all together and then somebody says a rule and then we all have to stay two metres apart or, or wear like full body condoms or put up plexiglass and shit like and it ruins the effect. I would have done that. I would have done that. We had a couple of nights. We Oh, we had some fun coming up. I was really rubbing my paws together to people you put me on with as well. Like I was rubbing my paws together. But sure, look, we'll get to it when we get to it. Like. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's good. The stuff we've recorded, we recorded a few shows and stuff for season eight coming up, and um, mm. we had some some great people in, some new people, some fresh blood, and uh, they're br- some of them are fucking brilliant, man. Some of the shows, like the, the topics, just grew in the room, and we're like, oh, how about this? What about this? You know, um, and the true crimes have grown from like ninety minutes long to like three and a half hours long. Gordo, we did four and a half hours yeah, yeah, on a yeah. true crime. Now a lot of it was penis talk. There was a lot of. Pe- <laughs> It was one of the best times, but it can't, like it's just uh, you know there's so much more to talk about, and we're well practiced, you know. But um, no, it's great to be on the book chat again. The last time I was here, we were in a cafe in Capel Street. I think. A nice old fucking cafe in Capel Street. Nice day out though. Yeah, nice no, day, out. day out. War- <laughs> Two boys war- off in the middle of the day. Yeah, yeah. Lukewarm coffee but- and uh, chewy tarts. What <laughs> <laughs> the tarts were fucking chewy, chewy. all the same. Though. Yeah. <laughs> But look, Capel, don't go to Capel Street if you're going for, you know, don't be going for fucking any of your fancy stuff. Just go, if you need tea, that's where you can go. But don't be, you know, head over yeah. the other side of the city if you want snazzy tarts. I was looking up because you always have a, some significance. There's always like 17 layers to what you're doing. And it makes me look like such a shallow bastard. I'm like, <laughs> well, what's the, tell me about the time your tit fell out, lad. And, you know, that's pretty much... But I think people like to listen to that as a, on a lecture note. Yeah, but, I mean, not everything is a, a international uh, or a interdimensional lizard paedophile. Fucking thing. <laughs> like, it's not... I mean, if you dug deep enough, you probably would get there. Yeah. But I, I would... Because the thing was, I was going, I need Gordo, because Gordo's done so much my podcast, and we do so much together, and we've created so much together. I should have him on a, you know, a set number, you know, because you were all about... Set, like, because the symbolism throughout... The conspiracy world, yes, and I was like 166. Like I can't wait to get him on the 420. Oh, then again, that wouldn't make any difference because that's like years, 20 years down the line. But he doesn't smoke weed anymore. What can I number? We get him back for 200. Two, We're two, on two. 166. So I looked up what uh, your angel number. Oh. Your angel number. Would you believe it? This is for any number you want. So your angel number for today of the hundred episode 166. It's a message from your angels to keep your thoughts heavenward. Uh-huh. And positive, and let go of our concerns. The focus is on emotions, family issues, the home environment, and you as a person. Energies entering your life, which will lead to renewed enthusiasm. Well, by Jesus, Gordo. That's fairly spot on, man. Fairly spot on. I, I wouldn't mean, have made any mention of it, but I think it is, isn't it? It's right there. I mean, some of the things that can't be talked about at the moment are mm-hmm. in, in conf- confidential uh, uh, status at the moment, but it's definitely all family oriented positivity, new growth, getting ready, the big push, uh, uh, energies back into like a new season for the show. Um, fucking, you know, 
And the same for you, you know, like big moves, big changes, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's happening, man. Yeah. The, uh, cause I know there's a major crossover with people, like especially my Patreons, like the crossover between our two. We, we cross streams quite <laughs> a, a lot. <laughs> but they, there has been, there has been a few times like where people have gone, Chuv! Because from listening to me, they they do tra- transfer back the other way. So there's a handful of farmers around the country. You definitely are now conspiracy fucking theorists as a result. <laughs> They've gone, oh, one second now. And the next thing they're in. And they're fucking in, man. They yeah, love yeah. that shit. Red pill, but the red, weird... red pill, the red yeah. line. <laughs> hey, if she's red, leave her in the shade. That's, That's it, all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> if she's blue, she'll do. You know, but... <laughs> Can you imagine like a, like a culty Morpheus just being like, do you want to take the blue tractor and just stay on the farm, breaking down sporadically, or do you want to take the red tractor, see how far this laneway goes? Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. But there is like it's people pop up in the weirdest places because I I like you have unbelievably dedicated fans. Like my people are kind of I, I won't say they're they definitely are fans, but they're fair weather kind of people. You know, like they give you a salute across the road, like well, Tom, that yeah. kind of a salute. But like your people would if they got you in real life, God, they jump on your back, like do you know, like oh, people they'd be on you, like they'd like, be. I had uh, we had this Amer- like uh, the, the the American trip was in 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 process let's say i wanted to go to america make a bunch of documentaries uh we fell short on a bunch of different things legal stuff financial stuff you know um and we ended up then going to europe for a little while and making using what money we had got after like you know visa fees and legal fees and transport costs and all this kind of stuff uh and we made a bunch of videos in europe instead but for the lead up to it I was planning on, like, staying in accommodation in America that wasn't, like, sleeping on cunts' couches and shit like that, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. There was so many offers of, like, hey, man, do you know, do you, do you know about the black-eyed children, man? Hey, hey, you want to come over here, man? I, every every Thursday at 9, I see, like, lights in the sky behind my house. You can stay in my house if you like. We can watch them. And there's absolutely zero chance of me staying in a fan's house. Because you wake up in the middle of the night and someone's dick will be on your lips. Like, that is a fact. Or you're fucking, you're after getting dosed. Like, hey, Gordo, hey, Gordo, does this cloth smell like chloroform? Do you? And you wake up in a bath and there's just, like, chunks of you missing and shit. Like, no way, man. That's not happening. He's standing there with his fucking favourite duck under his arm down yeah. on you. Just gone. Yeah. Morning, sweetheart. Oh, dudes, man, I can only I can only imagine, like, for the likes of Alex Jones or Joe Rogan or something. Oh, Lord. The big conspiracy, like, well, Joe's not so conspiracy anymore, but he does, he, like, that's what he kind of bred and buttered himself with uh, mm-hmm. through, the, through the mid-2000s or whatever. Um, but I can only imagine the kind of shit that, that they get, you know, lads sending in fucking, like, no cum tissues and fucking... <laughs> Ferrero Rocher sized pieces of their shit that have been frozen and put into a lunchbox or do you know like you put it into that you know what's that clear plastic stuff that you <laughs> lacquer the floors with or something you know it's just like, have, okay has somebody gotten their ta- the tattoo yet of not, the new logo not yet but there are a few people going like send me the thing and I'll tattoo it on me like that's fucking bizarre to me that you would permanently like you haven't tattooed it on you that's where no it's a fucking cool your new logo is really really cool really but cool. like what like but you can kind of yeah I suppose as people like if I remember even talking yeah 
Yeah, there's a fucking gang of stuff in it, yeah, but yeah. people are easy going when it comes to like the. I'd say the most I've had people cross over, and I think I was, you know, as I was telling you, but I was gigging down a cork, and these couple of girls came in of all people, and I said, of all people, what would they be doing coming into a comedy club? <laughs> Two <laughs> well dressed women. <laughs> yeah, but they were, they, but like there was like there was no put them, you know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. from what I can tell, but. They, like I was just walking past the front door as people were coming in. They were like, "Oh, hey, geez, we 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 heard you on those conspiracy guys, and we're coming to see." And there was like that a sounds... gang of them. No, it was a gang. It was like, "Well, that is okay, all right." I think you, <laughs> you told know, me as well that happened with Caveman as well when you were going out and doing that. Oh, no, people show. did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, coming up, going, heard you on the show, and it's just links that. But you know what it is, right? Ireland is so small. Like you know, the seven steps to Kevin Bacon. Mm, Do you know, yeah. it's like fuck in Ireland it's like two steps maybe three steps to, yeah, to yeah, some yeah, yeah. cunt you know like it's very very close so, and especially in the entertainment industry like everybody knows kind of everybody and comedy especially it's very um, <laughs> incestuous is probably the wrong word because nobody's having any sex really um, no they're absolutely not <laughs> I'm trying to think of the word like <laughs> cross cross pollinator maybe or something yeah, like that, you know? yeah 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 but everybody has everybody's kind of best interest at heart they want to have like they want to build a comedy audience or whatever um mm. but with podcasts it's totally different like you put a podcast out on the internet and anybody from anywhere i've gone to trinidad and tobago listening to this like i had a Vatican. couple of lads in tobago and uh, trinidad and tobago. probably the same they fucking said- lads well, the two lads took pictures of they had mugs, like the fucking merch mugs, on this super like this oh tanker that you could not see the end yeah, of. Yeah. And the boys were up on it going, Way! like my culty fucking voice is in your ears in Trinidad and Tobago. Who'd you ever thought about it? You ever heard of Tom O'Mahony? He, he got that great podcast now. Like you never hear that shit. But like, yeah. uh, I, we, the Spotify, you know, the Spotify wrapped twenty twenty for the end of the year. Oh yeah! Like I have people sending me. I think I got about two hundred fifty or three hundred Instagram kind of screenshot jobs, you know. And they sent me in the in the DMs, and I would put them out in my stories. I think the person that had the most was forty eight thousand three hundred and something minutes, right? And I counted, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I counted that up. And I think some, I know who he is actually. It's something <laughs> like it's something like a uh, hundred and sixty six days straight. I hear. Don't get don't get me wrong. I, 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 I better not sound like a silly goose now saying that. 48,000. That's hilarious that you're actually 60. Because you know your listeners on the Swapcast oh. will actually go, uh, I think you'll find Gordon. They, they will. They will. <laughs> but it's not, a, it's, not even, it's not even that disappointing of a number. It's 34 full days, 24 hours a day, back to back, like nonstop, 24 7. 34 days in 2020, he spent listening to those conspiracy guys, among others. But like 34 full days If you were to do that Like 34 days Like 34 uh, 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 Multiplied by 24 uh, Divided by 8 It's 102 days Of 8 hours a day Solid So a, th- a third of the year The Guns is listening to the show That know? is Unfucking believable Like, like when you job. When you rack it up like that Like yeah. Cause you Demented Jeez Like how many Like how <laughs> Do you have up online Do you know Like did you just listen to A couple of them A few Backlack or what I think of 160 something episodes I have And that's the public ones And then um, That adds up to Almost 700 hours of content And then Privately I have Maybe another 250 or 300 hours By Jesus Yeah we did it. We did a count one day with the lads in the Discord, and it's as much content as 
all the episodes of Simpsons, all the episodes of South Park, and all the episodes of Community. Oh no, all the episodes of South Park, Simpsons, and Friends in time, all put together collectively. There's more of those conspiracy guys content in time than Jesus all of those three Christ. TV shows. Yeah, but like most of it is like dick jokes, and some of it is kind of shilling for Patreon and you know asking for fucking explaining how to get onto like or Instagram and shit, like 40 minutes of that um, at the start of the episode. But that's like, that's fucking hundreds of hours of content, man, you know? Yeah. When you think of those words that come out of your face, like, mm. you know, if you go, now, like, we can kind of, like, they talk about, you know, this, people talk about having the steps or the fucking, what's the, what's the yoke, the Fitbit, it's going, oh, I just can't have <laughs> yeah. You're like, motherfucker, I burnt, like, fucking 10,000 calories just running my mouth for five and a half hours. Apparently your brain I, I uses a thousand calories a day just thinking. Oh, yeah. It absolutely yeah. does. Have you never been fucking starving over one of your long hauls? Because I'm every time I've come out of your one, I'm going, I need fucking all the burgers <laughs> in Dublin right now. I, I go into a hypoglycemia, like I haven't had any dinner today. So you get like, you get like, zing, 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 zing. You get real like hyper and it's all, you know, everything's firing. But at the end of it, it's like you're after fucking jizzing 12 times and you just have to like, <laughs> just give me crips and a nap. Get me fucking, give me salt. And give me sugar and fuck off. Are you, you know? the are you the modern day fucking Alistair Crowley? Is that what you're saying? Like you're just <laughs> <laughs> uh, pull me I the am the wizard who controls this world. <laughs> Listen to me now as I jizz all over these crackers. I tell you, man, it's it, it, it's something else. It's some other type of experience to do a seven hour those conspiracy guys episode. I mean, like spiritually, physically, psychologically, mentally. Whoever has done it will tell you like it, it's kind of like a whirling dervish like it gets after about two hours we're like in it and it's like like we're in the zone mm. we're in the flow shit's happening we can fucking hear each other's thoughts like we know like this okay this is gonna happen okay all right boom yeah fucking lock that in for a call back and like an hour and a half later someone drops it in we do a little sketch and it's like, you know like there's a symbiosis oh there is over yeah, a period yeah, yeah. of time you know and it takes those two hours, I find, like, by the time the wheels properly slack and you're in, and all of a sudden, you, there's almost, you can, between the three, you, you will feel, you'll almost feel those cogs fall into place, don't you yeah. go, oh, it's just kind of oh, like, now we're fucking, yeah. yeah, there's Fanny Robin, and there's, there's Nicky sucking, and there, the, metaphorically, I mean, obviously, like, there's nipple, yeah. nipple tweaking and fucking bum tickling, it's about 90 minutes of that, and then it's just five hours of mate slapping off a mate, psychologically, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's something. It's something else. Like you can only do it in a day, and then you have to go and have a lie down. I've had lads like walking out of my house at half three in the morning, and they arrived at like two o'clock in the afternoon, and they're stumbling out of place at half three, like they're after being on a fucking train spotting type drug trip, going like, "What the fuck? It was it was sun. The sun was shining when I went in here. What the fuck is going on? Like it's, it's weird. It know? is." Because I remember calling up one up to your place one time, and I'd never seen my face back, you know. But I <laughs> yeah. went up, and I can't remember who was it. Eamon, there was I can't remember who the two boys were, and you were you were just you were just after finishing. You were giving me some some piece of equipment, no doubt. And the boys Look looked like they looked like <laughs> they'd been ridden too hard, you know that kind of way. Like, <laughs> like they, they'd hit the they, you'd hit the lovely spot, and the next things were still gone. Yeah, and yeah, gone. And she wouldn't let you out of the cotton. The next thing before you knew it, <laughs> your fucking the two boys were 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 virtually 
and mentally bow-legged yeah. walking out of there. You, and you walked out just <laughs> with the fucking shirt off, <laughs> pulling, smoking a fag, pulling at me balls. Both their arses. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've had I've had texts off Eamon O'Neill going the next day going like, man, what the fuck did you do to me? I can't, this is, you ruined two full days of work. Like he had mental cystitis, that's what was wrong. Any thought that he had was stingy. He was like, oh, oh fuck, I can't even think now, it's, it's burning me. Drinking, drinking soda cream to try and start himself yeah, out. Like, yeah. yeah, I know, man. But it's great crack, like you can get into stuff. So the amount of words that come out of me, uh, I think some of them, some of the episodes, like the true crime ones I've done recently, have had like seven to ten thousand words. And notes. like I go deep mm. with the notes since about twenty sixteen, um, and I, I I kind of write a little bit of the script that I want to say that I know like that's a that's a thing that I that's a fact that I have to have right, and then I'd interject into the script like kind of uh, improvisationally with extra kind of commentary or thoughts that I'd had during the day or, you know, over the weeks. Like, I was like, and I thought, and that's, you know, here's Ghostbusters reference and a Thundercats reference. Here's my dick. There's a thing. Okay, back to the facts, you know, and it's easy just to drop in and out. But um, I, I, I recently did this thing where I tried to get the transcriptions of all the episodes and I run it through a, a there's this app called Oh, Potter. yeah. Yeah. Yes. So they're coming out at like 300,000 words, Tom. Fucking back up, back up the lorry. Get down out of the cab and say those words to me again. <laughs> when I do the transcription, I put like seven hours into this transcription software. And when it poops out the the thing, it's like 130 pages. It's like 300,000 words of us what? talking. Yeah, yeah. It's it's demented. Some of them. 300,000 words are going into people's ears. Yeah, in the, seven, what... in the seven hours, yeah. So even for what for that fucking psychopath, God bless him, that listened to 102 days, like... He must have had literally millions, millions. and millions of Irish accented yeah. fucking words going into his head. Yeah. How 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 do you hold it hold it together? I wonder after that. Like, no wonder your fans are fucking climbing into bed with you, fucking whenever yeah. if they could get a chance. Dick lipping, <laughs> they're dick lipping. Fuck. So, yeah, it's class, man. No, but it's 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 great because like we can go over subjects that other people have gone over. So there's only so many like conspiracy topics you can do, you know. Mm-hmm. But I have like topics and seasons burned out into like the next 15 seasons. You know, I have like up to season 20, let's say, planned out in blocks of 14. I know like this year I'd be doing one on, say, the Rothschilds. And that'll be, mm. there'll be callbacks to that, like in like two two seasons time, like two years time. And we come back to that and go, I told you about this lad, I told you about this lad, I told you about this lad. There's a bed of knowledge. Here's the next fucking level. And we're building bricks. But you want it to kind of like shake it up a bit as well like a, like a band set you know you want a dancey tune and after that you want a slow yes. tune to let everyone kind of calm down and you know get, get, catch their breath and then you want like a sing-along song and you want the like the hit from the radio and then you want the fucking everybody loves you finale song and have that have them whistling that when they're leaving the venue so i kind of do that with the episodes as well you know like there's a a cryptozoological one there's a silly one there's like a a famous person's weird death which turns into like a biography episode I'm guessing Jimmy Savile wasn't the upbeat fucking uh, fast. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a paedophile episode because it's like <laughs> at the centre of everything. Um, so you got to drop it in, you know. We're doing pizza gate oh, this yeah. season, and um, I mean the story is unfolding as we speak. And you know, talking about like Nexium and 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 what's his name, uh, Keith Ranieri and all this kind of stuff. So there's oh, so much. Yeah. To, uh, uh, Ghislaine is getting COVID. Has she COVID? I don't know. Has she got it? I don't know. Like, she's not hanging herself anyway. That's a fact. But it's just like trying to get 
everything in the conspiracy world together. You could do a show every week and be you could, of course, ninety minutes and just go blah 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 and just shout and roar. Or I could like line up a load of authors and have them come in yeah. and just tell their story. And it's it's like a fucking infomercial for their book. I, I am going to well, be doing that, but yeah, I, don't want yeah, that yeah. I don't want to make that the mainstay of the show because it's it's you know you're you're. It's secondhand fucking information. Like you're, you're, you're. Yeah. Unless you have caught a million fucking words to say. Exactly. So, but the thing is, like, I go in and I study it like I'm the expert, which is yeah. what the person at home is sitting there doing, going, like, I want to know this stuff, but I don't want to have to go to college to learn it. So, like, yeah. let's, let's just read shit on the internet. Let's read a few books. Uh, it's like fucking, I don't know, Cliff's Notes for conspiracy theory. I read all the books, I look at all the stupid videos that are like, 9-11 waiting in J-Cap and I fucking just process that and and, and spit it out you know but it's good, but good crack and uh, in a kind of palatable way makes it easier to understand some of the harder kind of uh, uh, do you know what Tom people don't like to ask for help sometimes and and you'd be talking to somebody about something and uh, you'd say a word and they'd be like uh huh mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then they realise about 25 or 30 words later is like fuck that was a really important word that I didn't understand and now he's talking about something else and I don't really know <laughs> the, mean, the context of this sentence like he's lost me now shit and I can't say anything because I should have said it like 45 seconds ago oh fuck I don't know what that word is you know and it's just like going over yeah. my head so I, like I don't mind looking silly sometimes and going like I didn't know what this meant here's this thing I went yeah. and looked it up um, I think people but I think that's, that's I think I think Pete that's what endears you to, to, to people in a lot of ways because while you don't sound like also you don't you're you, you sprinkle in the bit of comedy obviously like and you're having the crack with the lads or whoever else is on with you but also you come across with a vibe like oh I could know this fella you know yeah, what I mean yeah. some you listen to like you listen to fucking your man uh, what's his name Tyson fucking He's the, the black lad with the fucking, he's got the Jerry, he's got that fucking, just let oh. your soul glow. <laughs> he looks like, uh, he looks like your man in Coming to America. Yes, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Aged, Neil deGrasse yes, had yeah. he aged to now, you know. So glow. So glow. <laughs> <laughs> I know you appreciate. Where, where is the prince? <laughs> Or your boss bounce a ball off your head, soccer. <laughs> <laughs> I know you you love an Eddie Murphy reference. I, I think, know you do. I think, that's I, know. Sa- I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that might be Samuel L. Jackson's first feature film role. Yeah, 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 yeah. it is. Yeah, I remember reading that somewhere. But the, but I, like, the likes of him, great. Yeah, he's intense. But he, you could never see yourself hanging with that guy. And I think there's an element where people can think, Agordo actually sounds like somebody you could fucking hang out with. Like, yeah. you'd never hang... And that's very endearing to people. I think that's more so. I think that's why people listen to me. It's just pure, oh, that's definitely a bloke that'd be in the pub. You know, that definitely, yeah. you know, t- t- a certain degree. Obviously, you you have put in serious legwork when it comes to your fucking episodes and all the rest of it. What is the evolution you see from season one? Obviously, you're going, sure, we were doing our kitchen. Aside from the actual physical gear and all the rest yeah. of it, what is the evolution, do you think? Or had, did you know it was going to end up? where it is now what seasons seven seven seasons in start about starting eight or was it going let's have a bit of a, a jolly here and see what the crack was or were you day one going this, this. <laughs> if i'm honest yeah it was day one going this is my way out of this fucking phone shop you know yeah like i saw the writing on the wall as far as uh youtube and content creation and stuff like that um podcasting was like getting big i was listening to joe rogan i was listening to greg carroll from the higher side chats um, I was listening to uh, 
Doug Loves Movies. You know that, oh, yeah. That podcast. And um, Doug Benson, who, who who has a brilliant comedy show, the, the, the Benson Interruption, where you go up and you do stand-up, and then he just, like, fucking heckles you, and you just have to take it, um, which we should definitely do in Ireland when that shit wakes up again. Uh, well, who has a great one? The Comedy Store. I know Aaron McCann has done it a few times. Uh, Tony. Tony Hinchcliffe. Uh, yeah, Tony Hinchcliffe, yeah. and there's basically a trio. He could have, he could have anybody. He had Bill Burr one night. Yeah, yeah. And they you get one minute, and they critique you on, the, and you might get you might get cut off by the fucking yeah. by the band. I've seen the annihilations on it. People crying when you're done. Yeah, yeah. Kill yeah, Tony. It's McCann. Called. Kill Tony yeah. McCann is. He was called back. He got to do it two or three times over yeah. there, and you never get it. But he crushed every time. In fairness, you know, he he fairness to him. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, go back to Benson. So, yeah, I'm listening to those type of podcasts, you know, going in and out to work in a job that I didn't particularly fancy or like or enjoy. Um, but I just got to, you know, talk to people and have the crack. And, you know, old, old Russian ones that come in and I get to practice my Russian or, you know, some fella come in and he'd be all like into Jesus because he's after getting clean from heroin. And he'd be all telling me about like, do you know about this fella called Jesus? He was a carpenter, but he was also the son of God. So he was signing and walking. And he was able to, he built his own cross and he climbed up and he died for our sins. So I don't do heroin anymore. And I'm like, yeah, 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 so man. Come here, what's the fuck? Like, what's heroin like? Oh, it's like a big warm hug, mommy. Like, it was like weird conversations. The lads in the shop are like, are you selling phones? Or are you talking? And I'm like, uh, I think you'll find I'm talking. What the fuck is wrong with you? Excuse me. Sorry about that, boss. No bother, man. You're grand. Like, I didn't like the job. I wanted to get something that I could call my own, something that I made myself that was part of an, a culmination or an amalgamation of all the skills that I'd acquired over my lifetime, which is... The music and the, the 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 content creation, like the technology parts, the the audio tech, because it was you yeah. know background in music, and then it was like conspiracy theory, smoking loads of hash and watching loads of videos and getting all that information and reading loads of books and knowing loads of shit about it and thinking about it for years and years, and then doing comedy for a period of time and knowing that if I say something, I don't need an audience to know if it's going to be funny or not. I was throw the shit out here. I know what what works and what doesn't, and like obviously I've been you know funny my whole life as as most comedians are. And now I had this internet knowledge. I had like, I had gone, done deep dives on YouTube culture and, and podcasting and trying to get all of that stuff together to focus it, at, like laser focus it at something with uh, um, a content strategy, uh, a great website, like a really well put together and a good sounding podcast that was entertaining and not like anything else that was out there at the time. And it just kind of hit straight away because I picked the good topics, but the whole thing was planning it out for years and years and years. Like I had it all from the very start planned out using apps like Trello or Asana, like putting in all of these topics, going through all the shit that I've ever gone through ever, anything that I've ever read and say, okay, well, we're, I've already done the legwork on that. I'm going to have to, do, do, you know, talk about that. Yeah. And some of those, some of those episodes that I picked way back then, they're only getting to be getting made like six weeks ago, you know, like this kind of thing, yeah, you know, yeah, seven yeah. years later. And um, so I spent the whole year producing it and then we recorded it over the summer and I released it in September 2014 and it wasn't brilliant and it wasn't as deep as we've gone in later seasons and it was as good as we could do at the time but not dissimilar to like a band or uh, a comedian or a sportsman. You're not going to come out straight away and someone throws your ball for the first time you're Lionel Messi or you're not going to go out on stage and you're not going to be fucking killing them softly like Dave Chappelle in your first eight gigs like yeah. we were doing these yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. podcasts 
and it's like you get one go and then it's a podcast and then you have to release yeah, it yeah, yeah, and yeah, it becomes yeah. like canon like it's those conspiracy guys classic canon people are like oh yeah I love them old shows your new shows are not like that anymore I don't like them and then you're like okay well you know you can listen to the old shows again and again like <laughs> Sorry, like some people Is really that what like. That fucker was doing? We listened to a hundred and fucking two days. You just kept listening to season one back in- over and over. That's the thing. Forty-eight thousand minutes. But like, some people like blood sugar, sex, magic. Some people like Californication, and some people like I don't know, Stadium Arcadia. They're three very different albums made by three yeah. very different sets of men. Same men, but in very different stages of their life, and yeah, yeah, very yeah, different yeah, capabilities. Yeah. Like John Frusciante came back after doing heroin for like three years he came back looking like fucking Skeletor and he was literally <laughs> he was literally unable to move his fingers as fast on the on the guitar so you couldn't get these screaming Jimi Hendrix solos like Blood Sugar Sex Magic so he had to be on Californication bang bang bing, bang 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 like that the fuck they're all the solos because the cunt was fucking riddled with gear so like some people like that it was one of the best selling albums of all time but everybody else then who's like hardcore fans are like, no nah, man, it's not fucking Mother's Milk or fucking Blood Sugar Sex Magic, man, it's not as good, it's not as good. It's like, just go listen to those albums then. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't yeah. expect shit to stay the same and still keep going. So as we went along, first season smacked, got 20,000 downloads a week, something like that, in the first few weeks. And I was like, oh, I got a golden ticket. I got a golden ticket. Like, this is <laughs> fucking, and right, let's go. Everyone, pull down your pants, let's go. Like, I fucked the arse off it. First season was the last half of 2014. I recorded season two in the first two and a half months of 2015. And then the the old co-host, uh, he went away to Brazil for like a year. So I had a whole year on my own going like, fuck, I don't know what to fucking do. I had a whole a lot of episodes banked. I started doing like swap casts and interviews and tried to like diversify my my portfolio and then we came mm. back with season three got a load of other guests as well and got extra people on and tried to go like well i can't really rely on anybody like this is this is gonna have to be a solo fly like yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. set it up in such a way that i don't need anybody else really like i don't need somebody to rely on to come in every day to show up proper i to know, be, you know? yeah 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 because it's like do you know a dance uh, sure, you know, if you've yeah, a dance you're, partner, you're singing to the, you're singing to the choir here, now. You are. If you dance partner, and you know the motherfuckers showing up, and they don't bring their shoes, and they don't, you know, they don't, they don't know the steps, and they don't, you know, it's hard to fucking get better yourself. You know, uh, like I said, when you sit down to do the podcast, you only get one shot, and once yeah. it's out there, it's out there, and if it's bad, it's bad forever. So, sorry, can I do one shot? <laughs> <laughs> your famous line of the whole thing <laughs> two shots in the back of the head worst case of suicide ever all I kept hearing was there was <laughs> also I was trying to think you know when you, you were mentioning like rock bands and you were comparing you know the, the how rock bands change and everything but yeah. like <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're at the difference between when it's a gig and when we finish a gig <laughs> like they're starting coke up hookers holes and whatnot don't tell these like, windows well, we just put on the kettle after that. Like, so <laughs> yeah. When we go you to Zetun and go home and go sleep. You can't really do coke off like the fucking the recording equipment like by yeah. yourself. <laughs> it all gets stuck in the sponge, that's why. That's good to glow, I suppose, can't you? I mean, it's it It started off something really like slapdash in my mind. Mm. But it was well, as good as... Well, to now. It was as good as I could now, do. I had no money, man. You know, I was making like embarrassingly like low amounts of money in that job. You know, my hours were all cut down. It was minimum wage. 
you know, a little bit of commission. We never got it because it wasn't in long enough, like an embarrassingly low amount of money. Like you did not fit in over there, Gordo. I was there a couple of times over to you in that that phone shop, and <laughs> while you were having to crack and watch it, what which which shopping center was it? Ilac Center. Well, the Ilac Center for anybody who hasn't been to Dublin ever. Forget all the tourist attractions going to go see. Just go to the Ilac Center, stand in the center of said center for about 20 minutes to just watch the fucking carnage around it's, you. It's real. It's like a David Attenborough documentary. You know, it's fucking... It's there are a lot of people who look like meerkats, actually, now that you mention it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sketch. Bleeding sketch, man. But it was just like, I just like, uh, you know, I was putting so much effort into it, trying to plan it all out and make it all happen. I am a, Tommy, you know me, man. I'm a little bit of a control freak and maybe I'm pushing people away and maybe I'm like going no oh, man it's this you know there's a, there's a fine line between like uh, having standards yeah but it's it you know, a fine line between having the standards and being bossy cunt do you know like I'm kind of going like <laughs> I want more from it and you should too and if you don't then bye bye do you know like mm. you can't be you can't be yeah. coming in half arsed right and um and as the seasons went on, the, the shows got longer. I think the first really long one was the Necronomicon e- episode that went over six hours. And we were like, oh, we can do. And that got like a couple of hundred thousand downloads. I was like, I never thought six hours would fly as a show. You know, who'd listen to mm-hmm. six hours of a podcast? And then I was like, fuck it. That's the new standard. Let's go. Boom. And it gave us so much more scope to put in as much as I really wanted. Like, I'm going to redo the 9-11 episode. I'm going to redo JFK. Probably going to redo Madeleine McCann and go as deep as I've gone in more recent episodes. But just for me, like, to answer your question, from the start of season one, I thought, this is it. If I can really fucking make this thing a thing and it's worldwide appeal, I knew that the audience was coming from America and the UK for a start. A lot of lads who were stuck in comedy the way I was after like five and a half or six years of doing it and not really getting anywhere because I didn't fucking suck the right dicks. The scope is very small. The scope for success and the, yeah. the scope for advancement is very small if you're not willing to play the game. And I am absolutely not willing to play the game in any way, shape or form. So I just made my own game. And then I'm winning at that game because nobody else yeah, is playing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. fuck it. Do you know what I mean? Um, there is a little kind of bit of when you get up to this level a little bit of like where do you go next like am I going to do like Joe Rogan and go Spotify exclusive am I going to sign this contract am I going to do this thing but for now I'm happy to be making shows setting up live gigs in the UK definitely still want to make a TV show being in Europe or the UK but America's definitely on in, in my sights I'm talking to people over there on that side and the fucking you know it's a wide open field for me oh, Lord, as soon as the world like- opens back up like I'm America's dead, like square in my sights to go over to do live shows, to fucking do interviews, and hopefully make like documentaries and TV, a TV show or a Louis Theroux style series of docs that I had planned. Like it's hundred percent ready, ripe. I just have I to get there it, before I, some I, American motherfucker does. I know, I know. I, I was actually, as you say, I was talking about the and a more random or those gang of girls come in. A more random one. I was whole corporate gig in the other night. Mm. A chap recognized my voice. Yeah, that's as, happened a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, because he's recognised my voice because he'd been on it. It was a group of like a hundred and two people. He went. He'd been sitting back, supping a can. It was a company a corporate Christmas thing. He was supping a can. Went. Oh, oh fuck a minute. <laughs> Heard my voice. <laughs> Pop, like he put his fucking hand up, is because there's a tech controlling who comes up in front of me and whatnot. He puts his hand up. And he'd run off and gotten himself some tinfoil, made a hat and stuck it on himself. <laughs> and, and I went, what's going on here? Because uh, at the minute I was like, tell me all about, you know, I was giving it all the corporate speed and said, yeah. you know, I was fucking 
Oh, conspiracy theories. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, oh my fucking God. So yeah. I, I found, and then I accidentally like had a three minute chat with this guy when I should have been talking to, but your man was all up, like he was, but he was all up in it. Like, you know what I mean? The yeah. fact that he was, I, that just popped in. I told you, yeah, I meant to say that to you at the top. I think it was, um, the numbers I have for Irish people, on, sorry. I think I have, like I was looking at the stats, you know, um, a couple of months ago, because I was putting together like these pitch decks and stuff for these companies to, to do live shows. And they're like, uh, how many people have you got in this city? How many people have you got in this city to try and like book to see if there's enough to fill a okay, size right. venue or whatever, you know? So I counted up, I think, 77,000 Irish fans. For Irish those, fans? For those conspiracy guys. So if you think about the amount of like towns and the amount of people that are in the age bracket in each town, like you're surely wherever you go, some contest is... Yeah, it's be grand. But, um, be grand. I, I remember being in Leo Burdocks one time in Temple Bar and I was ordering fish and chips and someone was like, oh, it's not yeah, was it? You're the conspiracy guys, fucking daily boys, man. Fucking 9 11, man. I'm a cow, fucking pedos, fucking pedos. And I'm like, stop, <laughs> stop shouting. Like, Jimmy Savile. Stop shouting, Jimmy Savile. I'm just in here for a hake. Yeah, I'm like, here for the hake. Hell, man. Like, I was standing waiting for chips and I was like, stop shouting, Jimmy Savile, and pointing at me and, and t- give me thumbs up and saying, you're brilliant, Jimmy Savile, you're brilliant. Like, please. <laughs> Everyone was like, he has the beard, he has the glasses, that's the uniform. Is he a pedo? Like, let's get him. <laughs> The boys are all like <laughs> in my fucking chips, like Jesus Christ. Before, before I, because uh, it would be, you know, I do have to turn a corner. We need to get into fucking some of the juicy stuff. But I do. Mm-hmm. The, the latest one we did, what actually made me laugh, and I know I keep on referring to, but I just find it so funny the reactions from your fans when I'm on your. I swear somebody thought I looked. I they were really shocked that I looked like I looked like because they were like, I think it was Madame Bravatsky or something we did, yeah. and they were like, oh she. Jesus, I was expecting you to be a complete freak show with your twitchy out eyes and everything. I don't know. You, you actually treated me. Oh, you know why? Clearly, Tom, you sound tell, like a fucking drug addict. I can tell you why, Tom, because Irish people have been grossly misrepresented in world media. Do you know? Okay. We're all like, you know, fucking uh, uh, elephant man looking, the bull McCabe looking, like, with all respect to him, like when he's not done up in makeup or whatever, uh, um, uh, Dumb Believables, uh, uh, Pat yeah. Short. Like, Pat Short is a good looking man without makeup, but when he puts the stuff on, it's all the lump, the ruddy cheeks and the lumpy noses and the fucking big, like, you know, panorashers ears and all this kind of. Like, that's what people think when they think Irish people. And then you rock in, you got like your sharp features, mullet, fucking flavour saver moustache. And people are all like, who's this lad? And you're like, well, how's it going now? And you're like, what the fuck? This does not match at all. I've got loads of Instagram DMs when people actually go and look at the Instagram and they see my face. And I've had like, literally had on multiple occasions, and you wouldn't think it happened frequently, multiple occasions, around about a dozen, where someone would send me a DM and just say, disappointed. <laughs> and I go, excuse me? Question mark. Or what does this mean? And they were all like, didn't think you look like that. And I'm like, have I, have you had to retcon a few wanks or something like that you did? Like you thought it was way better. It looks like your voice There's doesn't match your face. Regardless, Gordo, there is over the amount of hours that people have listened to you because you're banging off charts all over. You're fucking hopping off the limiter in so many fucking charts around the world. There is definitely, and I would wager right now as a result of your voice, there is somebody either 
banging the flaps off themselves <laughs> or pulling, I, to use your own phrase, pulling themselves around, around the room up in their tippy toes. Yeah. Like pulling the gearbox out of themselves right now. It's I, just, there has to be. I would wonder, Tom, how many people go to sleep listening to me and have my voice like echoing around their head at night time, but they don't put the sleep timer on. I've done a couple of long ones with you and they are a fucking, you are, you're obviously fucking at them forever. So you're expectant of it. And I think from time to time, uh, not that I found that I got lost in the middle, but there's times where you don't, you, I don't want to put my hand up and say, because you're frightened, you're going to sound fucking stupid sometimes. Yeah. Because of course I come across, I, I didn't, I can't talk about fucking gaming. I can't, but I know a little about this, that and the other. So sometimes I kind of freak people out when I end up slipping into their, their lexicon with things. They're like, yeah. whoa, hold on. You're, you're not in our world. No, 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 no. <laughs> you fuck off over there and talk diggers and fucking sports. Yeah. With that man. Your expectations you know, are, are different to what, like if you're a culture, you don't know nothing about Game of Thrones. And then when you're like, well, you've obviously never gone out with a girl with eight brothers. So yeah, yeah, I know yeah. all about Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I definitely, the last couple, I definitely felt very comfortable. I was going, do you know what? Fuck. Because I was more concerned about your listeners. Is going to, am I going to come across as a fucking idiot here? Because this yeah. is obviously cutting edge stuff. Even though you have all the notes put in and everything else. But definitely like the Oklahoma Bomber one, I did an absolute fucking, I could have, for me, that could have gone on. Yeah. I think also too, you probably... You probably line me up right too. You know that kind of way. I, you go, I try to pick the right people for the right job because I know what people are in. Because like you guys are all my my friends, if not like acquaintances. Some of the lads I wouldn't be as friendly with as say you and me or me and Emmett or me and Ed who talk like pretty regularly. Like, but I have lads yeah. on like once a season and I might talk to them for six months. But I know what they're about and I know the crack. And then there's a few dark horses then as well. But like. Um, I had a bunch of new people here, uh, Stephen Bradley saying, uh, um, uh, who who does the, what's it called, the theatre, he does like improv theatre, fuck, I can't remember the name. He does, Big Lad with a Beard. Yes, yes, a bald head and a beard, and uh, lovely man, very smart, funny dude, we did Mark, uh, the murder of Mark Kilroy, but like brilliant, and I'd never met him before, but the minute he walked in to the studio, I was like, Boom, best friends for now. Like yeah. we're not, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, we yeah. are on the fucking wavelength. So like when you're sitting in the place, I know that you're going to enjoy like the Madame Blavatsky stuff, I knew you're into that kind of mystical, magical yeah, yeah. stuff. Um mm. it's a little bit off brand for maybe like Tom the Tom the <laughs> countryman, do you know? But like yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't have to fucking fit into a box. Just the like just the same way that people would expect me to have certain opinions on certain things because there's a conspiracy moniker and I'm like, I don't agree with that. And they're like, Well, you're you you haven't passed our purity test. And I'm like mm, That's the other thing I was gonna ask you because because people are so like fucking I wanna write your name in blood Gordon. You know, <laughs> like and I can only imagine what the what in America gets. But obviously you it's probably the same because you're such an American fan base but do you get pulled like you would get pulled up a lot no doubt but because you haven't fitted into it and we, I think we talked about this before you obviously had have easy going people listening but there's what I find sometimes people who are really into conspiracies they're often quite angry at something else and they're looking for experts to give them an answer as to why that thing isn't the way why isn't it the way it is Yeah. and then they're on board with everything and it's open season, and, but what I've noticed with you, you're almost journalistic, and you're going, well, no, this is fucking what is there. Yeah, This is all I can fucking tell you, and these are my opinions on it. But you stick to your guns on certain things, and I wonder, do some people go, <coughs> ah, Gordo, come on, I thought you were all town, you know? Yeah, there is, a, there is like a logical fallacy that I, that I tend to throw out there to let people know, like, this is not a right way to be thinking. It's like a no true Scotsman fallacy where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, no, no, no true Scotsman would wear underpants with a kilt, for example, you know? 
So it's like no true conspiracy theorist would ever believe that, um, I don't know, masks are functional or appropriate. Yeah. or that, you know. So And I'm like, well, I wear masks. I don't want to scare grannies in Little or Tesco. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't want to fuck yeah. off people. I don't want to get in unnecessary negative social interactions with people when they're like, put on your mask, you can't come in. And I'm like, just let me in. And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, just go somewhere else. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to fucking fight for me right to to walk into a shopping center because I don't want to wear a mask. Like, it, it's just like the, the options that people would afford you because of their opinion of who you're supposed to be. And then when you deviate from that opinion, when they when they reach out to you personally and you deviate from that opinion, they're like, I don't like you anymore. I was like, well, she fucking loved me 40 minutes ago until you started talking to me and then you asked me a question and because I'm not the thing that you... Do you know what it is? It's the titty test. This is the titty test, right? And I thought about yeah. this. Do you know the way you meet a girl and you're having a romantic entanglement and you bring her home or wherever, but you bring her home and she has a lovely big pair of titties in her jumper, and they're all packed into the jumper real nice. And the girls listening to this now will know, like, you've 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 functional bras and you've the good bra, right? So when you've the good bra on, you're going on a date or you're out, out for the night, you've the good bra on, tits are all in the right shape, they're all in the right place, they point the right way, and then you get into something, you get into something physical, and you start rubbing and touching, and then all of a sudden it's time to fucking release the beasts. And, and there's no fella in the whole world that I know of or have ever heard of that when... A pair of tits that will be nice in the jumper, in the good bra, get released out of that bra and they start hanging around or like one is longer than the other or the two nipples point skew ways like some lad has, has crossed eyes or something like that. Like no fella is going to look at a girl who's just released her tits out of the good bra and if they look a bit bandy is going to go, come here, I'm actually grand for the... I'm actually good. Like... There's nobody going to do that. So what happens yep. is people reach out to me and go, Hey, Gordo, fucking masks, right? <laughs> fucking dopes. And I'm like, no, actually, I, I, I'm okay with masks. Like, yeah, but it's like, it's a symbol of like oppression. It's a sub-psychological fucking uh, uh, control from the top. Like if you put on a mask, it means like it's a, a non-verbal contract to be like, controlled by an oligarchical system. And, fucking, and I'm like, no, it's not, man. It's just like, don't scare grannies in the supermarket because they're afraid of dying. You know, don't have a fight with a bouncer in a pub because he wants you to wear a fucking mask until you sit down at the... T- just, you know? And they're like, you used to be cool, man. Fuck you and your gammy tits. And I'm like, but they're still tits, bro. Like, you were perfectly willing to fuck with me when my tits were in my jumper. And then you asked me to show me, show, show, show you my tits. And then I showed you my tits. And then you're like, I don't like them tits. And I don't like you anymore. It's, it's yeah, such a yeah, fucking yeah. weird... <laughs> Phenomenon that I don't know of any anywhere else. I don't know of any other only, business. Only or, you could pull out a fucking analogy like that. That's fucking gorgeous. You know that I mean? is. They, Most people I wouldn't had, say I had, no. I had a folk band on a couple of couple of months back called the Merry Wallopers. The fucking boys are brilliant. Their boys yeah. are fucking brilliant, and they're they're messers. And they went down and they they kind of. Uh, they they went down to I suppose not protest but they went down to throw a spanner in the works of Gemma O'Doherty yeah. and her 
far hard right wing. You heard about these video, lads. Yeah, yeah. 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 For, for anybody wondering, the lads, basically, they, she's far hard right wing. And she's like, she's reading from the textbook. I, I don't believe she believes half the things she you does. I think it's performative. She, it's nearly, it's nearly oh, it a performance. Oh, it is absolutely so. performative. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's in that deep now. She's like, well, this is what I'm doing. What and she, and it's poor all misfortunes. You see them, they've all bad legs walking around after her. And it's people who have been fucked by the system so much way. And she's telling them that she's going to yeah. sort it. They're down at this beach in Drogheda. And they're going, no more fanji. <laughs> so the lads turn up with, they had t-shirts made up going, bring back dial-up. Bring back dial-up, right? <laughs> <laughs> so they've got their tinfoil hats on the whole lot they've got banners and everything and it's all like bring back fucking like old old shit like yeah. Glen Rowe and stuff and there was this woman and she went oh it's the Mary Wallop you're on board with Gemma fantastic and she wasn't seeing the irony in what they were doing like yeah. and then she realised that they were taking the piss because that's what the lads do they take the piss and like she had been a huge fan of theirs and literally wrote on their Facebook page, up until that moment, I was a huge fan. And then I wanted to puke the moment I thought of your music. They're yeah. like, well, it's still really good music before. <laughs> the music has not changed. Do you no. know? That's the thing. No. So now more than ever, Tom, and I won't labor the point, but now more than ever, the phrase that comes to my mind every time I see this shit, you know, uh, the news has become binary. Uh, fake news has become it's 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 a shit show. Okay, CNN sucks, but fake news. What people like people are are dividing themselves into two camps. Uh, there's this weird like, are you with us or you're against us? You know, if you're not if you're not with us, you are the enemy. Um, very like civil war type of mentality, right? And the phrase that comes to my mind every day when I'm looking at the news or I'm looking at Twitter, I'm looking at people arguing. Do you know? and not even listening to the other side they're just arguing going my thing my thing and the other person going my thing my thing we don't <laughs> we don't see the world as it is we see the world as we are yeah and yeah, if those yeah, yeah, people yeah. are mad at the Mary Wallopers for doing a joke which makes them which which takes away the possibility of joy from listening to their songs that they used to like like that that's the that's a fucking crime like that's such a fucking like a lot a, a posthumous loss of joy, like you're killing old joy. Yeah. You know, you're killing joy yeah, that yeah, you yeah. had for years, deleting joy in your life that you had from years ago that was keeping you going now, which is making you now more embittered and more yeah. angry because when you think back on years years ago, or even like you know, think back on years ago, it's like. Man, I was never happy. I've never been happy. I haven't been happy for years. And it's like, no, motherfucker, you deleted all your happiness in the last six weeks because you started going to fucking Gemma O'Doherty rallies and she started telling you all the people that you're supposed to hate and then you all the TV shows that you're not supposed to like anymore that you spent hours watching, that's all gone. All the fucking yeah. music that you like, you're not allowed to like that shit anymore. So all the times that you spent enjoying, 48,000 minutes, some going listening to the show. Can you imagine if he changed his mind about me? That's 34 <laughs> full days of his life. That he has deleted the joy from because he doesn't, he he changed his mind about how he feels about me. Like, don't let your fucking decisions today kill joy that you've already felt. Because you look back and you have nothing but blackness, which leaves nothing but blackness in the future. Like, it's fucking making angry people angrier. I've really thought about the outlook of my podcast. Jim Elliott on a couple of weeks ago and he was like oh, yeah yeah but whatever way it came up in conversation he said but sure your podcast has a positive outlook on life like yeah totally your, your podcast is a very happy positive thing mm. like and I went oh, oh I suppose it is yeah 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 
Like, Except when you have folks like me. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But the, the crack is still 90, like, regardless. Yeah, yeah, like, course, and you can yeah. dance, you know, and you're still looking at things. But I think it's a very good lesson that you point out there is that because negativity is an awful fucking, it's a fucking old disease. Yeah. And no matter, like, you can be, yes, you can have a fucking dose going on in your life. Like, I'm a comedian. Having a fucking pot to piss in. But she wants to find cribbing. No cunt is going to do it for me. This do you know what it. I mean? So... Fucking horse into it and get fucking happy. Like at least get rid of those negative constants to be whinging in your fucking ear. And I don't give a fuck if they're a family member. Give them the fucking road. They're good for nothing. Well, like. let's let's take that and let's drill a little bit deeper into that. Then you, as a comedian, since you started, have started after lads who were very negative, who were very not negative but just not positive in their outlook towards comedy as yeah. a career. And you have fucking sailed past them like a knacker on an electric scooter. Like, as far as like success, exposure, you've been on telly, you've been in feature films, you've been on fucking stages all over the place. Uh, uh, shit that fucking, you know, Bono, Bono would be thinking twice about stepping on stage that you stepped on, right? Because you're positive about it all. Nobody wants a fucking cunt on tour. Nobody wants someone yeah. who's going to come in and give out about everybody else. Whoever's not in the room, they're going to be shitting about them. Nobody wants that guy in the fucking room because you're sucking the joy out of it. I I was a I was a cunt for that Tom. Trying to trying to in my time of trying to figure out why I wasn't successful. I was trying to measure myself against other people's success and go on. Ah, oh, he must be and he must. You know, just negativity coming. It's no good for anybody. So you, as a very positive person, you say you might not have a pot to piss in. But how many comedians out there are crying and cribbing and sniping and jibing and fucking, you know, sending sending emails going like, you want to watch that lad? Not trying to fucking undercut people's prices and doing all because they're not feeling the joy. They're not getting that success. Like if you're putting it out, you're getting it back. And I think that's a huge part of those conspiracy guys' success. Absolutely, yeah. Because I'm yeah, coming yeah, into yeah. it going, I love this shit. I, I'm squeezing my nibbles now trying yeah. to jump. I love this shit. I love all your listeners. He's actually he is inspecting both of these, and they uh, yeah. lo- and the point, point the same way and everything. But it's just <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, it's just like I love it, and you can hear it in my voice that I love thinking yes, about it. Yeah, I love yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. it. I love fucking. I like I like how it smell. I like how it tastes. Like it's like <laughs> <laughs> do you know? It's like I'm just <laughs> But I do, man. I don't know why that made me so happy. I love, like, I love it. I really love it. Now, some of the parts there's, are... there's podcast, there's a podcast running down Gordo's chin right now, yeah, just yeah. in his beard and everything. He doesn't like give a, a shit. Like a fucking bulldog's out of drinking out of a saucer of milk and just covering his shit. Like, but like, like, there's some parts of it that are annoying, you know, editing and writing out all the stuff and fucking editing HTML and the website and fucking, you know, file management and fucking, you know, work. Basically, Asher, look, Gordo, you have to fucking service your Ferrari too at some stage in your yeah. life. You know what I mean? You can't yeah, exactly. be just always driving it. Like, exactly. You know what I mean? This is. You got to do the work. That's the work part. But the job yeah. part, the stuff that nobody else can do, is me sitting in the chair after fucking researching for three weeks, putting all the stuff into my head and going bang, 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 bang. That's not work at all. But to somebody else, it would be impossible. That's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I got a lot of lovely messages actually from, from your listeners after the last podcast we did. That a Oklahoma lot one was of a people whopper. were really, really nice. Yeah. It broke all records. I think I said I think I said in seventy two hours I got hundred and ninety eight thousand downloads. Lord Jesus Mary Angel. Record breaking release. Yeah, it was the first long episode in a while and people were just like give me that shit. Like you were like <laughs> hungry for it. But it was uh, the last recorded 
episode of season seven, which was a long time ago recorded now. And uh, mm-hmm. I got corona, so I've been out for out of the fucking game for like three and a half weeks. I couldn't lift my head up for 12 days, Tom. Christ almighty. And um, so I couldn't do anything edit. So I'm working on the Malcolm X episode now, which has Emmett and Gary Lynch on it, uh, which should be coming out tomorrow the 12th. No, tomorrow the 8th of December or whatever. Um, so yeah, man, it's it's a, it's a labour of, of joy and love and positivity. And there's never any like, oh man, this is fucking bullshit. Or fuck's sake, I have to go to work now. That shit ne- yeah. never yeah. comes into yeah, mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. And people can feel it. And the same with you. Like, yeah. you never shy away from hard work. And people we, can feel that. We had some fucking work to do the night we went to Galway. Do you remember that night? Mm. Off me. Just before. That was, <laughs> you had to do a but show you know as well as that, though. That's the thing. I got to sit I in the audience. It, I, I had to do a two-hour show after that. Shit. Basically, what had happened was, with the, the <laughs> a bush had broken in the, in the fucking wiper motor of the car. And driving into a rainy mid-fucking-late Galway the fucking wipers and we'd not like we couldn't road is up. flooded we're talking about flooded no, proper no, rain like Noah biblical levels of fucking rain and we're in the car and decided to roll it <laughs> tying up I don't know what was it what did we tie to the fucking motors it was because uh, we jeez we, oh, we better do something to pull the fucking pull the wipers back and forth like some two lads in fucking deep Africa <laughs> with a fucking like a bit Nissan Patrol it was like something the Flintstones we, I, there was, it was, I went to the first aid kit it was a bandage a roll of bandage so Gordo Gordo tied onto the left hand wiper I tied onto the right hand wiper and the windows down pissing in rain in the top of us pulling back and forth for oh, fu- but for 40 fuck. minutes doing it like the fucking Chuckle Brothers going to me to you to me <laughs> And I was pulling the left, and it was like, oh, let it go, Tom, let it go. Like, that, if we had got caught by the guards, man, me. you would have been pu- pulled out of the car. It. Yeah, pulled out of the car. That was Forget about it. But we, the thing was, we had to get to the show because I was yeah. doing caveman in, in the, in the watchman call it, in the, 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 the fucking the theater. Town hall. Um, oh, yeah. We'd gone it on the way back just in case the rain caught us. We'd have fucking bullet back as hard as she'd go on the fucking way back to Dublin. Thank fuck. But I suppose we've we've kind of rounded the corner on a few things and we've gotten nicely fucking warmed up on, on whatnot. And I wouldn't, it wouldn't be, my listeners wouldn't forgive me if I didn't fucking get into some of the fucking stuff because you are the fucking man when it comes to this. Now, obviously your, your episodes and you do, you're great at keeping them evergreen. You, they're very big, strong episodes because mm. like you were saying, I could do a weekly one and just fucking, you know, almost like a magazine show of what's, on, what's happening now. Yeah. But your your Twitter, for anybody who doesn't follow Gordo, get on his, uh, those conspiracy guys on Twitter is very, very good because you're just putting up just very interesting, thought-provoking articles like, oh, I fucking wonder what that is. And that's what you kind of do. You go, you don't go, look at these pack of cunts. You kind of mm. put it up there going, yeah, let's have a looksy wooksy at this because some queer shenanigans and there's been so much of it that I don't know which way is up yeah. with the fucking with the American presidential. It's, it's possibly going to be one like, of the biggest conspiracies of all time, Tom. We're talking about Watergate times a thousand. Like ah! serious, serious shenanigans. But it's not in the mainstream media. It's not in the mainstream news. So people aren't believing it. In fact, it's been put out to the fringes of, of uh, what would you call it, acceptable conversation online, Twitter and Facebook are actually like putting markers under everybody that shares that and it's all like, this is lies, this is lies, big red box underneath it, like this is bullshit. Um, and then going in front of like House Oversight Committees, uh, Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey having to sit and answer questions when the lads are going like, okay, so you're saying this is lies and here's the evidence for this thing being true. So how are you not having an undue influence over the elections by using your platform as a publisher to edit content, which is against uh, what was called... Uh, 
Article 230, which is basically like allowing social media to be used as a tool for political advertisement or not, like, as the case may be. Like what Cambridge Analytica did. Yeah, to pull, to pull back the capabilities of, of being able to do that, or their internal censorship. And uh, Twitter and Jack Dorsey were going like, well, we don't do that. We, we've never done that. We never would do that. And then um, about two and a half months ago, somebody hacked into Twitter. Now, hacked in, I mean hacked in at the core of Twitter. Hacked into, like, oh, Obama's Jesus. account and Hillary's account and fucking Oprah's account on Twitter with millions of followers d- downloaded all their DMs. You know the way you can go and download your archive? Yeah, Downloaded yeah, yeah, yeah. all the archives. And all, one night in the middle of the night, nobody knew what was going on. They got into the, the main Twitter uh, uh, interface and there's actually a dashboard of censorship that says like you know right wing censor this guy shadow ban this lad and there's all buttons that you can put on people's accounts so they had Republican congressmen in it coming up to the election tweeting away trying to talk to his followers and she was fucking a fart in the wind because Twitter had him shadow banned so it's shadow ban means like you're banned but you don't know you are and nobody who's following oh. you knows so Nasty bastard. he was putting stuff up and it wasn't showing up on anyone's feed. You had to go into his account to see the thing. So there's all of this mad shit going on that's so, so deep within this like election fraud. It could be like the biggest conspiracy of, of, of all time, really. And do you like there? I mean, there's images of like, because I have cousins in the state who are conservative in, in the states who are conservatives and they were unabashedly uh Trump related. I think he Trump had benefited them a lot too. You know, I mean, I know their wagon is conservative regardless, and that's just always the thing I find interesting about American politics. They're like, well, we are blue or we are red, and if they put a turkey with a hat on, we're going to vote for that. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. I often find that strange where they don't. Sometimes it would seem they don't look into policies, but I think he Trump had been quite good for them. Yeah. In whatever way it had panned out for. I don't think, and even as I was saying to Jim, regardless if the man had given, had put an extra two inches of every fella's Mickey in the country, <laughs> he was not getting a second term. Simple as fucking that. He won't well, get it. Like, let's put it this way, right? Donald Trump, the amount of votes that were actually counted for him exceeded what was for the biggest uh, voter turnout of all time, which is to Obama's 2008 presidential election. Donald Trump himself, they're saying like Biden has exceeded the most amount of votes for any US election of all time by 10 million votes. Donald Trump did it by 8 million votes. But nobody's talking about that. Nobody ever says that. So it's like selective positivity, you know? Uh, yeah. People yeah, are yeah, saying yeah. like, like Trump this election beat Obama in 2008. So if Trump had went up against Obama with these numbers, he would have won against Obama. Yeah. You know? yeah, so like yeah, people yeah. aren't people aren't paying attention to that kind of stuff, um, and then there's like very, uh, in my mind, in my opinion, very obvious improprieties with the election structure and the election, the execution of the election um, parameters constitutionally. So like uh, in the states that were seemingly battleground states for this election, which was Wisconsin, Michigan, Georgia. This is all top of the head now, so it might not be one hundred percent on the ball, but Wisconsin, Michigan. Uh, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Nevada and Arizona, they were all kind of questionable, right? Yeah. So as soon as they could, uh, the news media started calling the presidential election for Biden. And this happened back in the Bush-Gore time when they called it for Bush and then Gore uh, 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 kind of countered and then they called it for Gore and then Bush went, no, 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 no. Count that Florida shit again. And Jeb Bush, his brother, was the governor of Florida at the time, you know, whatever, whatever. And it, it, it wound up, after the count was recounted and recounted, that 
Bush had won by like 537 votes or something like that, which means he got Florida, which means he got, I think, 20 electoral college votes, which put him over to 270, right? Yeah. But this time around, there has been boxes of fucking ballots that have been found in their tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands. There have been videos of people uh, throwing ballots away, taking in boxes of ballots and throwing them away or not counting them. Um, the way that the systems worked, there's like computer tally and, you know, for a, like, a lotto machine and you take off all mm. the numbers and then you pop it in and, it, you know, so there's this type of machine where they were feeding the, the physical ballots into and the machine was totting it up. It's a, a, made by a company called Dominion and Dominion is, uh, was used in Venezuela to very yeah. obviously... Uh, well, I, I thought you were going to say it was a little fella in Despicable Me. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a Nando, so election. Uh, it's going to be. A, 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 it was like it was to get Chavez in. Basically, there was like voter impropriety, and when you put all the fucking votes into the machine, someone can just hack in super handy. Like there's administrate, like almost wide open administrative capabilities, right? Right. Um, and then Paul Pelosi, who's Nancy Pelosi's son, who's Nancy Pelosi's the Democratic Speaker of the House, uh, mm. a.k.a. fucking Skeletor, right? Uh, <laughs> good morning, Sunday morning. Like, fucking put her, if she was a dog, you'd bring her out and shoot her, right? <laughs> she's, uh, something else. See, she's the one that, that ripped up Trump's fucking speech. Do you remember that? He, he made yes. the speech and he gave everyone a copy. And then at the end, she was just like... <laughs> Like ripping it up, like she's a fucking sour country, right? and uh, her son has like controlling shares in the Dominion company that owns the fucking voting machines that were in like thirty states, right? So Michigan called in this shit saying like at half three in the morning, Joe Biden's numbers. It was all like you know it was going for Trump, it was going for Trump. All the counties, all the votes were being tallied, and then at half three in the morning, Joe Biden's votes jumped up by one hundred and forty thousand in like three counties. And it meant, it meant that he won. And you're like, well, where did they all come from? And why were they only counted at half three in the morning? Then they went in to look at the fucking security cameras. Apparently everyone was told to go home at half ten that night. There was five people left over. And those five people have been videoed, like, handing shit back and forth. The same in Georgia. When you when you count all the votes, you put it onto a little USB key. So there's people, like, handing these USB keys around the place. And they were swapping them over. And then giving them to the official count and they were plugging him into the machine and it was going giving Joe Biden hundreds of thousands of extra votes in Georgia and there's videos of him doing it bringing in there's a new video out at the moment where there's like uh, four people are uh, bringing in like a big trunk at half nine in the morning oh, I saw that yeah yeah and stashing it under a table and then at half ten that night when everyone else has been told to go home there's five people left in the office and they go over to that trunk and they start pulling boxes of fucking ballots and going over to the machine and going for bump for bump for bump and then they checked in with the system what was going on so on yeah. those ballots you're supposed to vote all the way down so it'll be Joe Biden and then if you're a Democrat you vote all the Democrat lads all the way down but they didn't vote for all the people all the way down there's just one tick for Joe and they all came in at like half one in the morning and they all came in at the same time, and the people had the fucking security camera watching those people chunking, cha-chung, 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 putting them into the machine. And then the numbers just went, but you're joining up like 100,000 for, but like, it's that's so a fucking weird. lumpy way of doing it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you're, like, as you, you said, hack in if you need to hack in, but why, like, why do you think they needed him out of the fucking, out of the picture? Like, what's Joe got, albeit he does kind of... <laughs> There's none of them fucking normal. They've all no. been fucking weird for you. Like, for de- like, okay, Obama, albeit, I mean, he fucking droned more, more misfortunes out in the Middle East than anybody else. Like, yeah. but 
he was a bit slick. Then they'd uh, then they'd fucking bush before him. Obama and built then, those cages uh, that those Mexican kids were in that they were getting yeah. shit about. Like he built them motherfuckers, like you know. But you see, they, the whole rhetoric worldwide because there'd be people listening to this. They're going, "Era now buys," yeah. but. All you could do is, all Gordo could do is actually point out the actual physics and go, well, there's the fucking facts. Let's make come, make of it what you will. But like I said, our fucking Trump was not getting, he was not getting, they were either going to shoot the fucker or not because he was not getting a second term. You could I, see it too many people. He was he was either embarrassing people on the world stage yeah. or he was poking into something he shouldn't have been fucking poking into, I reckon. I, I tell you, Tom, now, between yourself and myself and the wall. <laughs> I hope not. And I like, don't. I get you. I kind of hope not. <laughs> well, this is going to be going out on my feed as well for a swapcast. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I tell you, between myself and yourself and the wall, I, I, I don't know what I count out Trump yet. They're going Go to ahead. the Supreme Court. Yeah, there's legal ramifications and all going on with all this shit. Like Rudy Giuliani, as leaky and weird and fucking pulled back <laughs> and scrotum-like as he may be, he's a fucking lunatic and he will not stop. To have what a, happened to him all together? Did you see, like back when he fucking brought down the mafia and was running New York, yeah. fucking it just he turned New York around like he was some man like back in the day. Is I, he just I, gone a bit fucking old? I, I don't know, man. Age is a motherfucker, right? You're yeah, talking, you're yeah, talking yeah. about like you see Joe Biden falling apart like a wet cake. Actually, uh, sniffing speech, young man's hair and everything fucking thing. He's but very the strange. But speeches that he's making, man. You want to watch these videos? And he's like, uh, and then uh, uh, I was saying the Kamala, and there was uh, hoodie booty 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 booty. Like it's it's so it's so odd. And he's just like the, the Gillette, the best man I could get. Come on, man. Like it's so bizarre the shit that he comes out with, right? And um, Rudy Giuliani like is doing all of these meetings in like Pennsylvania, having all these like uh, legal hearings in Pennsylvania, and the mainstream media are like. 30 of Trump's court cases, 29 of them got thrown out of court. It's like, uh, they weren't Trump's cases. They were other people. There's, there's, there's like private citizens. There's um, uh, witnesses. There's, there's uh, like Republican poll watchers that were not allowed to, to watch the polls being, there, there's a system, Tom, right? Where you take out the poll. You take out the, the, the vote, the ballot, right? And you oh, I thought there was some bloke called Vladimir. Sorry, go <laughs> Hey, guys, you vote for Trump, yes? Get back in your box. You poll. <laughs> you take out the ballot, right? And if it's in any way, like, uh, I guess, like, um, ambiguous, you have on your left shoulder a Democratic poll watcher and a right on your right shoulder a, a, a Republican poll watcher. And you go, okay, well, I don't know about that. Poll watchers, and then they come over, poll watchers assemble, and they all come over, like, like Iron Man or whatever, right? They come behind you, and then you're like, oh, man, I'm a jacket. That's not cool. Here, have a look at this ballot. <laughs> you, you're going to fuck <laughs> <laughs> Have a look at this ballot. And and the Democrat lad look at it, and the Republican lad look at it, and they say, okay, well, look, it looks like an X for, for Joe Biden. It's not totally fully for Joe, but, like, it's definitely in the ballpark. And then if the Republican poll watcher concedes, and the Democratic person like asserts themselves as that's a Joe Biden and the Democrats as the Republican is like yeah go on it goes in the pile for Joe but what was happening was there was no Republican lands being allowed in to places they were being put out they were being they were kept like 150 feet away they said you're allowed in the building but you're not allowed to stand over our shoulders like so much impropriety all this all this constitutional fucking shenanigans right so Trump was going at this election not on votes and not on, you know, uh, uh, trying to get people on fraud and trying to get people, trying to catch cunts, like, bringing in boxes and stuff, because it's very difficult to prove. It's almost a criminal case at that point. It'll take yeah. ages. But there's a cutoff on the 13th of December where if Trump hasn't conceded the election, which he's supposed to do, hmm. then it goes to the Supreme Court and it goes to uh, um, this system of 
uh, the system of decision that's made by the states themselves. So the states themselves will go, okay, well, we're not going to go with the electoral college because the votes have been tampered with. We're going to go to kind of like a higher court uh, uh, decision panel. And in each state, then, they're going to go, well, look, my constituents are Republican or my constituents are Democrat. Here's what I vote. I'm going to vote for Trump. So it, it ends up being like the states vote and it's whoever gets like the 52, the, mo- the most out of 52, they become the president then. And then the Supreme Court has to sign off on it. That's a very simplified version of that. But like, basically, th- the election votes won't count if it's done like this through this Supreme Court constitutional if, if law. They find it hooky. Yeah, right. exactly. But there's enough evidence there. There's enough video evidence, there's enough circumstantial evidence. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, Tom, who are poll watchers, who are uh, volunteers, b- b- ballot counters, uh, you know, all these people working in these election places that all have come forward and said, I've signed an affidavit. And you're signing this thing and it's going into a federal court, Tom. So that's like saying, like, um, you know, I'm bearing false witness on a police report yeah. for a crime. Like, you can then face criminal charges, obstruction of justice and all this stuff and be fined and go to jail yourself. So why would these people, well, I know why, but why would these people, you know, potentially go to jail for five years for, uh, uh, you know, treasonous acts and, uh, yeah. uh, to, you know, legally contemptuous lies in a federal court? They're going like, I've seen some shit. Some shit happened. I don't think it's right. And then you look at who Joe Biden is and you look at who Kamala Harris is and you look at all the people behind them on their side. Like, Nancy Pelosi, man, tagged on. Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer tagged on a lot of shit to what was called the relief bill, which was going to give money into the paws of people in America to go, come here. We didn't know it was going to go on this long. Here's another dig out. And it was up into the hundreds of millions, if not the tr- hundreds of uh, uh, billions, uh, if not into the trillions, to go like cash, 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 keep the country going. And they tagged on a load of shit to it, which made it impossible for Trump to sign off on it. Because he's like, well, I'm not going to give the people of America $1.2 trillion and break it down over the next few months if I also have to give $800 billion to all your fucking mates, Nancy Pelosi. And she's like, well, we won't sign it if you don't have that on it, so suck a lemon. And Trump was like, ugh. So she goes on the news and they're asking her, like, why won't you sign off on this thing, Nancy? And Nancy goes, because I don't want, that's how she sounds like, I don't want Donald Trump's signature to be on these checks going out to people's houses because he'll get all the credit for it. Like, you fucking dry cunt. Just give people the fucking money. Just sign the thing, right? And uh, and now with this vaccine on the horizon, they're talking about giving another stimulus check for $1,500, but you can only get that on receipt of the vaccine. So you can go in and go like, jab me with the vaccine for 1500 bucks because I'm fucking smashed, bro. Yeah. Like, like... These are the people you're, ta- you're dealing with. They're, you know, the uh, uh, Alexandria Casio-Cortezes of the world is coming out going, universal social income, Medicare for all, all this fucking shit. But these Democrats are literally the establishment that every conspiracy terrorist is pushing and fighting against. And I, I think that's why a lot of people and a lot of the conspiracy heads are all kind of going, well, Trump is different. Not supporting Trump as such, but leaning towards kind of what he's doing, which is rebelling, disrupting the system. Like Joe Biden is taking money off China, is taking money off Wall Street. They are going to be, if if he gets in, the lobby presidency. They are going to be every fucking big company, every fucking like big oil, you know, big electricity, uh, fracking is up. Uh, fucking buying and steal from China, fucking, you know, lashing out houses, all the shenanigans that were going on before, establishment shenanigans, 
untouchable cunts in suits with no faces. Like it's always been. Always been. They, they yeah. are being represented by Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and being bought and paid for. Joe did an interview the other day and he said, it's me and Kamala having disagreement. It's me and Barack, we had disagreements. Come on, man. And he said, uh, if me and Kamala have a disagreement on a, an ideological level, what's going to happen is I'm going to get ill and I'm going to have to step down and she'll become the president. And you can see Kamala's face going like, what are you saying, Joe? <laughs> Her weird, murderous, disingenuous laugh. Like, it's so mad, Tom. Like, this is like the, the last episodes of the last season of fucking House of Cards. Like, this shit is for reals. For you, from your point of view, they, you know, they say, like, don't don't be heading to the Klondike back in the day to fucking dig for gold. Yeah. Be the fella fucking handing out the shovels, selling the shovels. Like, he, the man I selling mean, the shovels made the most money, absolutely. You know what I mean? But, yeah. but right now, like, come hell or high water, Gordo Rochford is like, have all the shovels, lads, get rooting at that. Because, you know what I mean? This is conspiracy. Oh, 100%. Like, there's lads, there's lads fucking into conspiracies on fucking building sites and them cunts would have never even fucking opened a newspaper back in the day. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. there's, it, because it's just so more, it's so interesting. And like, I mean, I, I watched a thing the other night and it was actually, I couldn't believe you haven't seen it, but I, in all the gazillions of hours of things, we will watch it at some stage called Above Majestic. The and Majestic 12 doc, is it? it? No, it's not, the, it's actually, they, they're mentioned at the beginning and going, mm. okay, they're there. Now wait, you see what's above it. Right. Oh, and it fucked me like two and a half hours later. And it was Rob Lowe actually listened to Rob Lowe, his podcast. He's a great podcast too. Yeah. It's such a light, light little podcast to listen to. He's but a wonderful man. He's a fucking wonderful man. But he, he taught, I listened to it and they had, there was just a little clip note in it going, well, the reason why fucking Trump isn't fucking well liked, obviously, he doesn't do the, you know, he's a bad dancer too, really bad dancer. That's always going to stand against you in America. <laughs> you know, they, you know, and you have good, you know, but, but also, it was very dad at a wedding. It was very dad at a wedding. It is a rough watch, yeah. yeah. And he given thumbs up like he is to the, to the daughter of the bride. Yeah. Good girl. Good girl. I paid for all this. Good girl. Good girl. And I'm uh, 10 pints of fucking caroling in now and I'm fucking locked. <laughs> caroling too locked. But he, he, the reason why he was out the fucking door was because he was rooting into things he shouldn't have been rooting yeah. into. Like, he was, look, willing, he wanted basically see into the fuck. Now, I, I'm probably jumping too too far ahead here, but he wanted to look, he wanted to open up because above him, there was much more above him, yeah. the presidency. He wanted to look, see. And then he wanted to look into things like, hold on, CIA. What the fuck were you doing over there? What the fuck well, are you doing over there? I tell you, and Tom, the fucking shot. That's J- why he's, he's the getting sh- a slap in the arse. They shot JFK because he wanted to smash the CIA into a thousand pieces. That's what he said. It was a, a long time. Right? They are the deep state. They're the lads. They're part of the infrastructure. They're part of the apparatus that's running all the shit behind the scenes. Uh, the letter agencies, NSA, FBI, CIA, all that shit. Like, they're all running the fucking game behind the scenes. And when Trump got in first, the FBI made it their business to get him out by any means necessary. And I remember watching on C-SPAN, like watching the, the, the court proceedings with this book called Peter Strzok, who was like the, the assistant to the top dude in the FBI, you know, sorry. <coughs> assistant to the top dude in the FBI. And Peter Strzok is sitting in front of Congress, giggling, lying through his fucking teeth about this thing that they call the Steele dossier, which we all know as the, 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 the Russian piss dossier where there was a story where oh, yes. Trump yeah, got yeah. prostitutes to piss on the bed because of the Obama state. Or and it was just like part of a whole system 
to upend the Trump presidency after Hillary, because Hillary was supposed to take over four years ago, and this fucking this this Trojan horse was supposed to trundle on, and all of these controls and all this stuff. And I can see how people can join dots that may not be joinable with the likes of, like, say, the coronavirus coming out, coming up to the election. And then when Black Lives Matter want to go out and protest, everyone looks the other way. Uh, when now it's coming up to Thanksgiving and Trump is still the president, they're not talking about like they're not talking about the amount of people that might die. They're anyone that's coming out and saying like this X amount of thousands of people died today. They're blaming Trump. They're not saying that about the Democrats. They're not saying that about um, you know the 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 houses opinions or the house's like regulations on social distancing and statewide um medical care and all this all of these other apparatus they're just like folks in who's going trump is the problem um it's a cult of personality that's been inverted these motherfuckers were supposed to run the show for four more years and hillary got ousted trump was a disruptor and they're like we have to stop him. And there's lads at work in the letter agencies at the very t- highest level to make sure that he doesn't get another four years because another four years of this is going to result in civil war, which wouldn't be bad for them either because they get to impose more control mechanisms, you know, martial law and all that crack. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to result in a definitely, one way or the other, there's going to be a massive economic downturn, a massive economic crash in 2021. <clears throat> It's absolutely inevitable, like with what's going on now. That will upend the dollar, destroy the dollar, and allow a push towards a cashless society using, say, something like a, a, a system-ratified cryptocurrency, right? So we did a whole series on the financial episodes and how yeah. JP Morgan made Morgan coin and all of these, like, official terms going into... Like, it, it, they don't want people using cash because of coronavirus, so they're, you know, making people go into fucking cryptocurrency. Every, everybody's digital, you know? And then uh, people are talking about vaccines, having fucking nanobots that's going to fucking, you know, follow you around and be GPSs for you and hear your thoughts and shit. And I'm like, they don't need to put the fucking shit in the vaccines, man. You you have your fucking phone. Your phone is already doing all of that stuff. I mean, you, Nass and Snowden said it in 2011 for a fact. The rest of us knew it in 2009 and 10. But like he came out and said, this is happening. These are all CIA and NSA programs and functions where you can switch microphones on on mobile devices find people wherever they are switch any camera in the fucking world on to see some cunt having a wank in a cave next to a dialysis machine like it's going to happen hey do you think you're you think you're i reckon you're on a list surely this is the longest we have been able to actually interact and you have one of the most powerful fucking internets in dublin (laughs) yeah yeah and i now have a good internet and we haven't been when you when Gordo rings me on regular phone, there's always a weird tone about four or five seconds in every single fucking time. <laughs> and his phone like calls in one of the one of the most uh, you know fucking first world countries in its capital city, his fucking phone calls drop all the fucking time. You're so we speak sometimes on WhatsApp or whatever, but even that would fucking often drop in the middle of it. It's the most bizarre said, thing. But we were talking the other day and I said I, vaccine and the oak just cut off immediately after I said word yeah. vaccine. But you know what, Tom? If you're worried about being on lists and you're worried about people listening to you talking about stuff and you're worried about not being able to talk about it because you're going to be put on a list or there's someone listening or someone is going to make it life difficult for you into the future, you might as well just fucking finish up. You might as well just roll yeah. it over because this shit is going to be talked about. This shit is going to be heard. You're either going to hear it one way or the other, be it positive or negative. And uh, if you're afraid of 
what might happen if you talk about a certain thing, they've already got you. They've already got you. And come here, I, w- I want to know, give us, a, give us a fucking light sprinkling of some of the fucking big old shenanigans worldwide that the likes of the CIA have been up to. And maybe numbered, numbered crowds that we haven't fucking heard of. Like... You, we hear these, ty- these 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 phrases like you know fucking shadow army and uh, and all the rest. Of it. I know we were forewarned by fucking uh, was it Eisenhower said the buys 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 buys. It's fucking bad news. Yeah. And the um, the 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 military industrial complex, as it's called, that's what Eisenhower warned us against. Mm. It doesn't just take in the military, and people have been bamboozled by that. You know, the intelligence agencies know so much about all of us, and with the voluntary uh, the voluntary um, adoption of and the commodification and weaponization of the ego people have started to put themselves out there to tell all their stuff to 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 check in as it were to places now there is like in the last maybe two years a mass exodus from facebook uh but people are still into instagram and they think it's something different it's the same fucking company right and uh um, yeah, it actually says it up the start yeah. of it these days. I only yeah. noticed that the other day. It's like Instagram, Facebook. From Facebook. And this, this is something I needed to ask you because you definitely would know about this, and I, I know I'm cutting across you. But the, had, did you ever see that post I put up that Paul Marsh? I, he Call of Duty. Did you ever? And I've talked about this in the podcast. Yes, does your face is in Call of Duty World War Two, hundred percent, and in another yes. game as well. I think they stole your face, bro. I've sent you that a couple of times. Yeah, you sent me the other one. Yeah. Then you sent me the one from uh, Advanced what's, what's Warfare. The other one? You driver, no, all driver right, seventy six as well. You're in, yeah. There's another one. It's it's all the one where you drive around banging hookers and Miami and oh, Coke. Uh, Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. Vice City. Yeah, the latest yeah. one of them. And I a few times have gone ah fuck off. Maybe it's just a generic white bloke. No. But when you sent it on to me, a couple of more, it's like oh, somebody's. And I know a bloke who works for Rockstar or works for a competing crowd. I went to school with him. He's in Canada now, but he works for a competing coach, a rock star. And I, he said, possibly stole your face. In, 100%. It, it's in, you, in that, pro- in that college of for- World War II, Tom, it is absolutely you. 100%. 100%. Like, there's very few people I know that have this whole eyes, nose section that are the way, the configuration that you have your eyes and nose. And that's how, suppose, you, yeah. that's how you, t- that's how all the fucking software tells people apart is from the eyebrows, eyes and nose configuration. That's what the fucking yoke does, scans your shit. It's absolutely you, 100%. It was like, it, it was like you went into the game and made it. And then they went, oh, that's a great face. Here, come on. You know the way you can fucking make your own face? Like, yeah, 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 100% yeah. you. So they're taking, <laughs> they're taking people's stuff, man. They're taking people's like, you, you, when you agree in these fucking terms and conditions, do you want to share your analytics? And it's just something yeah. like, yeah, go on, go on, go on. Yes, yes, yes. Agree, agree, agree. Accept, accept, accept. Like a lot of people don't know what they're accepting to. Like if you buy a keyboard, if a Logitech keyboard here and it says you want to share your analytics and input to help make this product better. Like oh, how the, the same fuck, one on the way, actually. How yeah. the fuck do you know if you're, what you're typing in, if you're typing in passwords or you're typing in like diary entries? Oh shit, man. I never even thought of that. If they're taking your keystrokes and send them off to Logitech because like maybe say for the design of the keys, how close they are together. If you're typing like sold, like S-O-L-D, the O and the L are quite, similarly like they're quite close together and the S and the D are quite close together so like if the ergonomics of the keyboard makes it so that people end up spelling S-L-O-D the whole time they're like ah fuck's sake backspace backspace like so they'll take the keystrokes and go like okay on the next one we, we might not put the keys so close together it's that stupid bullshit but in order to get that type of information which is commodified and marketed to be able to make a better product in the future they're the sub 
kind of the sub benefit of it is that they you've allowed them to fucking uh, uh, monitor all your keystrokes, which includes like all the fucking emails you write, all the things you type in, whatever you're typing in, the fucking fat sluts with wet pussies or whatever into porn, right? Like they're able to see all of that shit, man, in, in these keystrokes, right? Now, the biggest amount of money that's being made by Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok from China. Like they fucking try to ban TikTok in the US because they're like, there's uh, there's yeah, kids there's kids on that that are making videos and and giving out information and they're giving out fucking analytics and all and it's being sent to another country to be processed. I'm like, yeah, that's the fucking crack. Tough shit. Just because it's not an American company, you're fucking raging. You didn't come up with it first, right? So all of these companies, they're not making money, man. They're not making money on like ads. They're not making money on. Uh, you like click and like on something. They're making money on gathering information and making a whole profile around your buying habits all over the internet. So if you're on Instagram on your phone and you're like looking up stuff on Amazon and then you go look up stuff on Safari, uh, you're going to Safari like to check out a review, you're going into uh, YouTube to check out somebody's, re- like Instagram is following you all around those places and it's sending all that information to Facebook headquarters who are selling that off to fucking marketers and advertisers to go, okay, this lad, he was showing this ad, which set him off on a whole, uh, you know, research bent when he's looking up all these other different types of keyboard. I don't know, so I'm just looking at a keyboard now, so I'm keyboards on the brain. But, like, he went through, like, five different brands. He went through all of this stuff, and he landed on this one. So the most... Uh, the the, mo- the most efficacy from your advertising would be if you were to advertise this way at this time for this lad and sell and, and they send that to Logitech and Logitech is like right bang we'll buy that and then they sell way more keyboard they don't give a fuck about you doing TikTok dances and having bouncy titties and doing all that <laughs> fucking you know oh no oh no 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 like all this fucking shit they don't care they just want to have remember, uh, how you live your life through your mobile phone or your computer, and they're selling your preferences, your personality, your choices. Yeah, because there's a society against self-drive cars, and and the, the reason being is not for progress or whatever, but the idea being is that you should always be in control of your car and not not have the car choose, just like the keyboard fucking phenomenon. Yeah. The car might go... Sorry, Dave. Uh, we're not taking that way home today. We're gonna, and by the way, we're gonna slow down passing the McDonald's sign as well, because McDonald's have paid to have you slow yeah. down by maybe five miles an hour, because you'll get a longer look at the old sign there. Yeah, you know, things now, like now, that. It was like I'll take oh, that's that, creepy. I'll take that, Tom, and I'll 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 give you an, an extra level of creepiness. So if you have all these automaton cars and you have two Teslas, and there's two Teslas and they're they're going along the motorway, right? <sighs> And there's an unavoidable accident about to happen. Something's going to collide. One is going to collide with the other, right? And in one Tesla is Tom on his own. One man driving the Tesla. And it's driving on his own. It's automatically driving. And in the other car, the Tesla has fucking seat sensors. So it knows that there's someone in the driver's seat, someone in the passenger seat, and two people who are maybe not so heavy, so there must be children in the back seat. And both of those Teslas are connected to the same fucking mainframe, you know, the same, the same server. And they're sending information the whole time going up and down. So both of these Teslas have to make a decision. Are we going to, are, is, the, is the Tesla with one man in it going to turn in front of the truck that's going to take out four people? So we, we lose one life, but we save four. Like those type of fucking yeah, moral, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. that's, a, that's like a philosophical thing, you know, that the train tracks, and you have one lad and you have four people. Like, like that, that AI is going to have to start making those types of decisions. 
So like you could be in the car and if you were driving on your own, you'd be able to slam the brakes or you'd be like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to take it into the, into the siding or I'm going to drive it into the ditch. But this, this car is like, I'm sorry, Tom, there's four people in the other car. We're going to have to drive out in front of this truck and take the major impact. Good luck. I hope you, you know, hope you have your fucking medical insurance paid off. And then it, it, it's, it tries to save the other four people by driving your uh, automatic car in front of the truck that's going. Do you know what I mean? That's the shit that's going to be happening. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're going to have I to program in that morality into the fucking automatic stuff. Like. The, what is the shadow army? I'm hearing this anytime. Like, is it a thing? Or am I just talking fucking hoo-hoo now? It depends on what you mean by shadow army. Like, there's the white hats, uh, the white helmets, you know, that they're, they're, they're out doing stuff for the UN. These lads are like... Um, uh, what would you call it? False flag merchants, you know. They were in Syria. You can see videos of them like throwing fucking old Odlum's flower on some young child and putting a few rocks on his leg and then putting a bit of fucking Halloween makeup and then making a video and going, "Oh no, Assad has b- fucking bombed his own people with white phosphorus." Like that's part of CIA plot. Do you know that's part of uh, a letter agency shadow? Uh, deep state organization that's trying to create propaganda to promote the citizens of certain countries to act in a certain way. Like this shit has gone international and the CIA have been doing shadow, uh, shadow governmental, what would you call it? Military, military operations in other countries for years and years. South America, like we're talking about uh, Noriega, talking about Chavez, talking about, you know, Bolivia, Colombia, like all of that shit. That's all CIA, man. The CIA were fucking uh, f- uh, funneling guns for Iran Contra for, for, for lads that were that were um, being trained, South American lads being trained as rebels to fight against the country. Proxy war shit. They were flying guns down to South America. And then, of course, they couldn't, they couldn't, like, what's the point in flying back an empty plane? So they filled up the plane with cocaine, and they brought cocaine back into America. CIA planes brought cocaine back into America, which was then sold into the black community in California, and was turned into crack, and it made them all fucking shoot each other or die, or incarcerated uh, 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 tens of thousands of black lads, because they were all into this fucking crack cocaine. But that was the CIA that was providing for, and that's, that's like documented on the record like we're going to be doing an episode about Barry Seal and the CIA oh Barry Seal yeah 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 Freeway Ricky Ross like that shit is happening all the time look what we're doing in fucking Afghanistan like they started 9-11 wasn't about oil really a little bit about oil but mostly it was about getting into Afghanistan and having a a perpetual war which is still going on now like there's sons of the men who went to the war first that are now going to the war like sons of those men who went I mean, what's the overall outcome? Is that they want to just be like selling military fucking wires into us, like Tony Stark's father? No. Stuff kind of, you know. In Afghanistan? Afghanistan is the biggest heroin producing country in the world now. Of course. Yeah, Jesus. They're fucking hopping the poppies out of it. Poppy hopping. Fucking lashing it out. Making a fortune. And what happens is they sell all these drugs. They sell all these services, right? They make a bunch of cash money. And it's all for black ops. So they have to pay lads stuff, but they don't want it to be on the books. People are doing some shit. They start fucking making money off, millions of dollars off drugs. And then they keep it all off the books and they pay lads behind the scenes to go like, here, how much How much will it cost for you to go in and assassinate that cunt? They're like 300,000. All right, we made that in five days selling heroin. There you go, it's 300,000. Tell them all about it, those conspiracy guys. And what's, uh, what ultimately, who is bene- who's benefiting at the end of, of it? Like if the CIA is a group, like is, is there, 
a board of directors are all going, lads, we're after making a fucking killing this year. Well, this is the Majestic it, 12. Like, what's above that? What's above Majestic 12? What's the, like, this is the great question I ask all the time. Like, who wins? Who's the winner here? If Joe Biden yeah, gets yeah, in, yeah. who's going to benefit? And you, you invariably have to follow the money. Like, China are going to get a nice chunk of change and a nice bit of business is going to be done. All of the things that Trump undid, like the TPP and all of this kind of stuff, it's basically like, for want of a better term, it's a new world order. They want a one world government. They want total control. They want, you know, and having like a global pandemic is a really nice kind of stick to bait people with to be yeah, able to have control yeah, yeah. over every single country. Like the WHO, like mm. the WHO are a non-military organization that has the most power of any group in the whole world right now. Like what yeah. they say dictates national and international policies in 195 countries. Whoever runs the WHO runs the world right now. And Bill Gates it, has, has a massive, massive chunk of change invested in the WHO. Oh. But then he also has a massive chunk of change invested into the vaccine. And the companies that are creating the vaccine, his his wealth has doubled in the last nine months, personally. And he's out there banging on about, like, let's fucking get this shit done. Let's get, come on, you know, the whole world needs to get uh, uh, inoculated with this shit. And if it's just about money, I mean, that's a real low blow like that's real lowest common denominator shit if it's just a greedy yeah. about money i don't think it is i think it's about control some people are saying this rna vaccine is going to be uh get ready if you get your podcast pulled off by the way the rna vaccine is going to come in and it's going to it's going to affect um it's going to affect the cells of placentas being created in pregnant in pregnant women so that people are just going to be having miscarriages all over the place because the rna parts of the vaccine are are, are fucked up and um like there's uh, there's so much stuff linked to this, like, oligarchical global control. And Trump was a real disruptor of that. But with Kamala right. and Joe in place, all the business interests, all the political interests, all the secret behind-the-scenes shit. Like, think about how many people Trump fired from the FBI, including from the top yeah. brass all the way down, because he's like, rotten apple, rotten apple, rotten apple, you're gone. And then there was lads that came out, like uh, General Micah Flynn, who came out and said, like, I'm a whistleblower, I'm, I'm talking about all of this shit, and he was supposed to be kept quiet. And who was the man that outed Michael Flynn and ended up having him be arrested, be, you know, put up for perjury, put up for all this good shit? Joe Biden accidentally slipped his name out. <laughs> and now General Flynn and his lawyer, Sidney Powell, are holding hands with Rudy Giuliani at all of these election fraud press conferences and going, like, we have the information, we knew this shit was coming, it couldn't not come. There is a whole group, there's a whole faction that are pushing back against this oligarchical global control. Because what anybody wants is control, man. Money, money for some people is infinite. Like some people have infinite money. Like what do you do if you have infinite money? You can't, some people for no amount of money will do what you want them to do. So how do you get control over those people to get them to do that shit? Some people are taking, yeah. some people are taking, you can carrot and stick them motherfuckers or you can be like, come here, if you do this, I'll give you this. Yeah, okay. And they'll just do it. But some people won't. So how do you get those people to do what you want to do? You have to get something on them. You have to find a way to be able to push their buttons. First of all, you have to find out what their buttons are and then push yeah. them. So it's like the whole system is being created to gather as much information on people to be able to create a bespoke set of propaganda to be able to manipulate people, to be able to control people at a personal level to do whatever they want to do. And we saw a little slice of it with the likes of Cambridge Analytica in 2016 Mm. Like, think about how far shit has come in four years. 
Like Cambridge yeah. Analytica now is like Fisher Price fucking stickle bricks shit. Ah, oh, stop, stop. Now stop, the shit sure. they have is phenomenal. Scary, I would imagine. And that's the it's thing scary. I ask all the time on the podcast, Tom. Like, where, where, where are we going and why? Who's the enemy? What's going on? Yeah. What's the fucking point of all this? Like, what are we fighting against? Why are we not all brief, trying to get everyone fed and housed and have, like, so that children aren't getting raped bizarre. and that fucking, you know, there's no, people aren't being cruel to each other. There's nobody fucking, you know, uh, uh, bombing out, bombing out kids, fucking orphanages and shit. But do you know, do you know what we need? We need the fucking aliens to come down out of it. That's what we fucking well, need. this is the next step. Project Bluebeam, yeah. it's called, where they'll come down and there's supposed to be like a holographic... We're doing an episode on this as well this season. I was trying or to get... he's going to come down and slap all our arses, I'd say, is he? I wanted to get all of these episodes done before Christmas because I wanted to make sure that I had them all done before the actual stuff starts happening. Ah, but, fuck it. I know. It's raging. It's so here. It, it is marked here as per the fucking 11th of... Yeah. Chalk well, it down. I mean, we're, we're recording on the 7th, but as per the fucking 11th, <laughs> in case it fucking happens on the 10th. Project Bluebeam is uh, uh, on the books as a, as a fake alien invasion. I don't know if it was the Project Bluebeam myself back in the day when I was single. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We, we went a good 45 minutes without mentioning fucking any genitalia, so I had I to mean, fucking... That's where they get the seven hours. You have to you have to slip in a good time somewhere. <laughs> Project Bluebeam is the holographic alien invasion, the fake alien invasion is going to unite people to coalesce under like a one world government because like when you have another world invading your world you're going to have to go okay this, wait, let's it's this Mars what Ronald Reagan was on about back in the back in the day this is a, this is part of it Ronald Reagan's talking about Star yeah. Wars putting putting uh, satellites up that were able to have like wep- weaponized capabilities to shoot back against like you know uh, the likes of an asteroid or some Armageddon fucking Bruce Willis type shit that's what he was talking about but we did an episode on Stephen Greer and the Disclosure Project. This lad's coming out saying there are actually aliens. The US government have had contact with aliens. It's all real. And if we start shooting at them, they're going to fucking destroy us all. Like, it's so deep. But the Project Bluebeam thing, to be specific, is a fake alien invasion perpetrated by the American or the Chinese government where they're able to broadcast uh, images of, like, Independence Day-like uh, war, like inter- intergalactic war cruisers that are going to come down and be like... You must obey Lord Zod or whatever. And you're like, oh my God, who's going to save us? And then the, the American government is fucking, you know, sidling in like Clint Eastwood and go, well, if you give me all your freedoms, I'll give you security. Like this. And you're like, um, what do you mean by freedoms? Well, you're going to have to stay inside your house all the time. You're not going to be able to come outside. You're not going to be able to go to the bars, restaurants. You're not going to be able to see your kids or your grandkids. You're not going to be able to see your grandma. Can't go to the cinema. Can't go in. You can't drive your car. You got to stay inside at all times. Because if you go outside, those aliens, they're going to laser you. Um, okay, well, what we do when we're inside? Have you heard of Netflix? Amazon Prime? Hulu? <laughs> this alien invasion sponsored by HBO Max. Like, this shit is for real. Like, it's, it's, it, like, it's so 2020. So on brand for 2020. That, like, just before New Year's Eve, like, a big Independence Day style fucking thing. And Will Smith is like, ha ha! Like fucking get me, get me, you know. Uh, Jeff Goldblum is like, um, uh, we're, we're, uh, we're, uh, I mean, what are we gonna do? Uh, Washington, D.C., uh, it's gonna be, um, decimated. Like, it's gonna fucking happen very soon. They're showing these fucking monoliths. Do you see these monoliths oh, like, that are going on? Oh, stop. Yeah. That's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. The welding is so like, poor when you get up close to them, there's all the rivets and all. But like, I actually saw, into it, I, follow, I, I follow, I follow, I follow. 
this will tell you where our heads are at, right? I follow a certain amount of hashtags on, and a lot of them are barbecue based. I follow one particular one. It's called it's hashtag weld porn. Weld porn. So it's it's, oh. it's just the best for the best fucking welding throughout fucking the world. Like yeah. somebody like a few lads are putting up pictures, going, "Would you fuck off?" I well, you know, the welds on those on those monoliths are very poor. There's one. The other way you have to do the the kind of the shine, and it, it comes. Yeah, on, go back over it. Yeah, you go back over it. So the, the whole thing is covered with these little circles from the from the angle grinder or whatever. I guess there's a polisher or whatever. I don't know tools. You know, it's not my remit. But it looks fucking dog shit. <laughs> but they have them like they're on a mountain in California, they're in Colombia, there's one in Russia, there's one in Utah. And people are like, yeah, the aliens are coming, the aliens are coming. Like they're fucking primed for this shit to happen. And in some people's minds, I would imagine, an alien invasion is probably the only thing that can get us out of this shit show. It's just like come down and press the button and reset us all, please. Like how many yeah. people would volunteer to be, quote unquote, taken up in a tractor beam by the aliens, like in Cocoon, but the, the the rules are, if you go, you can never, ever come back. And they're, they're like, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Everyone, okay, everyone get into the tractor beam. And they Listen, all start. lads everywhere, like Richard Drivers making fucking mountains. Yeah. Galty Moore out of a heap of spuds, Up. just in the middle of <laughs> the sugar, Making a sugar loaf, out of the sugar loaf. Yeah. Uh, Go, uh, and they all get into the tractor beam and the big light turns on and then they all disappear and we all think, oh yeah, they're gone up now in the in the teleportation thing. When really it was just a big massive halogen lamp and it just burnt them all to cinders and we never know. And it's a great way to control the population of the planet, which is I think is high, high, high on the agenda for the new world order. It's like... Oh, there's too much, too many people. Too many people. We've got to stop these motherfuckers having sex and having babies. Let's give them a vaccine to sterilise them. Let's have an alien invasion that's going to promise them a new planet and fucking vaporize them. Let's get them all to kill each other in wars. Let's, you know, too many people, I think, is a big problem for the elite. I'm amazingly and ironic and coincidental and timely. One of your last, most recent podcast episodes out was, it was the uh, Agenda 21, was it? Yes, yes, Agenda 21. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And And there's a new one, Agenda 2030 is a whole new thing as well. The same fucking plan, bro. About him cleaning fucking house, like. Yeah. But so, you, you do you think Stephen Greer is talking out his pipe? Because I do. St- Steve-O reckons they're definitely there. These boys. And I mean, the way Stephen Greer set it up, he he had a load of witnesses from like, you know, uh, uh, military, air force, secret service, CIA, FBI, all the all the pl- people that would know. He had over four hundred witnesses, and he got them all into a press conference. And they all said, like, I'll testify in front of Congress and all this kind of stuff. And we'll, start, we'll have to start a program to get the public to understand and know and make it public that there is actual alien contact and stuff. You'll never guess when that first press conference was. Go on. It was late August 2001. Stop. Less than two weeks later, Stop. we had 9-11. 9-11. So it was totally obfuscated from view. Like, nobody talked about that for years. I remember I found the Disclosure Project thing in, like, 2002, maybe. Uh, and I watched the whole video and you can, there's like 10 experts to get up and talk and they give their testimony and mm. say we have 400 more and there's like addendums and all these out, super out lads that were on these fucking non-disclosure agreements for 35 years and they ran out and they're in their 70s going like, I remember they made me kill one of them in the blood. The blood smelled like a fistful of pennies. Like this kind of shit is weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but like these were men who had their whole careers to throw away and why would they lie? And it was very weird. But I think Stephen Greer has now commodified it into um, people's just fascination with aliens. 
Like I'd love to get him well, on an interview. He, they made another one called a Serious Disclosure, and they found this little—you know—the Atacama alien body. It looks like a little fucking weird hot dog alien, tiny alien thing. You know, in, in Men in yeah. Black, when the when the fella they they touch a man's ear in the morgue, and there's like a little thing. His face comes off and goes, and there's a little lad yeah. in the seat going, "Oh no, you opened the door." Uh, it looked like that little thing, and it was turned out to be fake and all this shit. So he's not. He's given fucking tours where he, he gets you to come down and do yeah, all the deep reading. That's, that was what, it, it was a pile of bollocks. His yeah. second one was a pile of bollocks because he's sitting there and he gets all teary-eyed every so often, which is a pure yank move if ever I saw it. Like, they fucking, as my mother would say, their blood is very close to their eyes. They're fear. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> when, they, when, when a yank is in front of a fucking camera, by Jesus, they can turn on the fucking waterworks. Yeah. And every second Handy. scene, he's welling up, like, and you're going, well, I'm I'm buying what you're selling in the moment there, Steve. But he, these old fucking, they were seeing to me more like ayahuasca trips out into the fucking desert well he doesn't and allow you to have hallucinations every fucker had a bead or a fucking dreadlock yeah. and they were all one fellow was tell was telling the story how he was so in tune with aliens I was looking out the back of his gal- out the back of his balcony this one day hanging out the washing and they see he was calling them down and the next thing three dots three lights came yeah. down out of the sky and said I go on turn left for me there will you and it, that was at the point where I was like oh, for fuck's sake but that's what he does he charges two and a half grand for like t- two days of that the first day he trains you the second day he takes you out and you look up at the sky but you're not allowed to have any drugs you're not allowed to do any hallucin- hallucinogenics or smoke anything or anything because he, he says like you're not allowed to have any of that because you might blame the drugs on what you saw you need to be sober okay for right and it's basically just like a psychic connection with these aliens that are like fifth dimensional fucking beings or whatever. And you see some lights in the sky. And I'd say, it, to be honest, if you seen them or you didn't see them, for two and a half grand, you'd say you fucking saw them or you feel like an office take clunk. This is the thing, like when you spend 80 quid on a Michael McIntyre ticket, people come away going delighted. Yeah, he was brilliant. Off. I think he was brilliant. He was 80 fucking quid. That's the difference, Tom. If you want to be like a top flight comedian, you just have to charge like so much money that people will be ashamed to say you were bad. <laughs> 1200 quid a ticket yeah, fuck it go it. on that's I only it. need about fucking I only need three people in fuck it you'll drive your car to the concert and then you have to get the bus home and you just everyone yeah. leaves their cars and the keys that's how much you have to pay to get in <laughs> I, might, I might fucking need one of their cars because yeah. the wiper will be gone <laughs> get the bandages out but um, yeah so for the alien thing I definitely think like it's it, I mean there is aliens I, I, I'm 100% sure that there is aliens what form are we are we talking uh, in, interdimensional you're talking okay Okay, yeah, yeah that makes sense, more sense to me. Rather than how Davey Ike going on about, it seemed to be a big work what Dave was going on about the, the lizard people. It seemed big, a big job what they were doing to hide I mean, themselves if they are hiding themselves. The, rep, the reptilians, like the history of the world is hidden from us, Tom. Right, and I've done this. It's been lost a bunch of times, hasn't it? A whole load of times, man. Like Atlantis is like the remnants of the memory of something from the last iteration of human humankind or whatever. And this is one of my favorite things to talk about. I won't, I won't take long because we're going into those conspiracy guys' lengths on the bookshop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like ancient aliens and ancient civilizations and what happened before and why it stopped is one of the things that have has itched my brain since I started doing drugs in my mid teens. Like. Where did all the shit go from the people before? Because if this is only 200 years old, or this is only 800 years old, or those pyramids are 4,000 years old, but the Sphinx is 10,000 years old, like, who made that shit and why? What's going on? Yeah. Who, you know what I mean? There's even talk, like, that the pyramids weren't built by the Egyptians, that they were found, so they're even older again. Like, this kind of shit, right? And I'm thinking, like, if aliens came and populated the planet and they went, oh, no, they're all riding each other. Okay, push the button. And it's just like, do you know, like a, like a, like a barn room in fucking species. You know that movie species? And the, yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. 
the thing gets out and it's like, burn him! Like, and you had to press the button. <laughs> like, I'm sure they've done that shit, you know? They're just like, oh, okay, tip him off there. We'll send out this, we'll send the yoke into the sun and the sunspot will just fucking... Or switch off the atmosphere there and everything just goes... And just gets pulled off the planet, right? I think that, like, the ancient aliens, the way everything is done, if we don't understand history, we are fucked. If we don't understand, even in our own short history the last 70 years, you can see these skills, practices, um, techniques and methods of control of a country first and then and then an ideology, then like a culture and then a globe. Like it's growing and growing and growing. And with the advent of like stuff like the internet, a message now can come from one person and go to absolutely everybody if they should so wish. Like it's a natural evolution of control. Like Hitler used to give out free radios. And they used to pump, yeah, yeah, pump yeah, music yeah. out on the yeah, radio yeah. so people have not turned on all the time just in case he wanted to tell everybody something. But they had to have something to keep them switched on. So they put music on and they get music for free. They got the radio for free, they got the music for free. But the propaganda was the thing that cost them, do you know? Yeah. So like that's what we're at now. We're at peak society. We're peak culture. And how many times have we got here? How many times have we been on the precipice of destru- destruction? We've seen like the Roman Empire, the Greek Empire, all these, all the ancient Chinese dynasties and, you know, the Middle East fucking going from like, you know, Towers of Babel to, to, to fucking Towers of Rubble. Uh, like what massive depth of history that Africa has, you know, kings and lords to fucking, you know, like slaves and murderers in some places. Yeah. It's just like where have we come from and where we're heading to. If you understand where we've come from, it's a lot easier to understand what's happening and why. Control is well, we can a, measure it. Yeah, you can you can see it, man. It happens. It repeats. Like control is a is a human foible. Do you know? You'd like people to do what you want. You'd like people to do what they're told, but you can't make them. And that's like that's why like free will and God's gift to humanity is free will in all the different religions, all the different books, all the different holy books. Free will is the thing that God gifted us. So yeah. that we can't yeah, be yeah. made to do something by somebody else. It'll bust. And what you're saying is it'll bust through at some stage, regardless. It'll yeah. it'll be it'll be your break, as they would say. That's it. And it's we're cl- we're bent now and close to break. Yeah. And I think there's stuff like you know uh, uh, um, th- th- this election thing because we started off talking about that. Like if Trump does fuck up that shit, like America be lit on fire. There's lads there with matches and hay ready to go, bricks and fucking bombs. Do you ready think to so? Go. Yeah. Ready to yeah, rock. Yeah. If Trump does it, ready to rock. And if Joe gets in, there's a whole other side of lads and they're all fucking armed. Now, I don't know if they'll do that and I don't think they will, but there's, there's the motivation is there to take back your country, to take back the stolen election, to take... You know, there's a narrative there that has fucking binary opposition, civil war built into the narrative. There's no lynching since, you know, since the... What, what, you know, the... The brothers in Virginia and whatnot going yeah, yeah. after each other, like you know, yeah, two hundred years. So it's, like, it's, it's not that long ago. Uh, do you know? I think Project Bluebeam. Ah, fuck it! You nearly work like because there's times when certainly where I am, I'm in the countryside of Ireland. There's sometimes when you're looking on, and I'm not one who invests an awful lot in things. Like I could, I know I have a podcast and stuff. I could physically do without, um, like especially during early doors of fucking lockdown. I had just closed fucking laptop, yeah. closed phone, and I went and found some shit to cut with a fucking axe. You know what I mean? Like there was like Give me mail operation, operation Operation fucking Tommy fucking introvert fucking kicked in because it's like if I because I start winding myself up and going crazy. And I think at least I had that safety mechanism. But one touched on it ever so slightly there about how our history has changed and all the rest of it. 
but how our how we've been we've been stunted too because you did a, a, a project or a, an episode on and some of the most phenomenal things when you start looking into it like we should be fucking yonks ahead like yeah. we are dragging our hole around the place with copper wire that should have never come around the fucking place yeah, man. you know it's one of the most mind bending things like electricians like and I remember I, told, I spoke to my grandfather about this who's still still rocking it like and he sold electrical equipment I, there was no such thing really as electricians but he had a car garage and he he was a mechanical engineer so he he was nearly like a wizard do you know what I mean he, <laughs> yeah. but literally there was there was when they when they rolled out the rural the rural scheme for electricity he the mayor of Boston at the time was from our local area or his local area or originally his family were and he sent back a, a wind turbine and he put it up for them and everything but even he was going, this is fucking great. Why is the whole place run on, yeah. run on fucking wind? Like, like he, he was looking at that going, well, there's any, why, there has to be a faster way of getting this rather than now we're going to lay fucking cables every fucking place. This seems fucking backward. It's so you easy. Know? Why isn't everyone doing this? Yeah, but yeah. like, as you pointed out, that you know, fellas stuck their head above the parapet like Tesla, the poor old devil, and <laughs> using it kind in your phrase, yeah, he got an awful dose, that man. A bad got dose. an awful dose. Uh, yeah, he got robbed by Thomas Edison, basically, who was like the people we're talking about. He was the oligarch. He was the, the you know, the commodification billionaire, uh, millionaire maker. He was hiring in g- g- junior genius. He was the first, like, intern farmer hiring in junior genius and then getting them, paying them to develop the stuff and then taking it and putting his name on it and making all the money from it forever and ever amen and all his kids and all the people who owned shares in the company and it's just like wealth creation and wealth uh, maintenance like we can't yeah. let this wealth go away because then we're not wealthy and there's a difference between being rich and being wealthy like being wealthy oh, is yeah. like you don't think about money it's not about money rich is like how much money do I have but wealth is like I have power I have control like money yeah, doesn't even, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not even counting your money, do you know? We don't have those people in Ireland. Very we, don't, we couldn't possibly, we, one, we we've don't one, have. We've one cunt that might make the list and he's asked to go to the Bilderberg and he pops on down and he's all like, well, how are we going, lads? And the he, he going? He's purely there for the good crack. Just Because you crack. know an Irish, an Irish fellow will always be invented, but he's like... You he can't even say his name because you get a fucking letter. That's the because we'll be shut down if we say his fucking yeah, name. Yeah. I, I, meant, I accidentally mentioned his name on Other Gardens. <laughs> I call him Other Gardens. Yeah. His his radio show one day, and it was it was a, a people, like people it was a doing this in the fucking in the room like. Duh, duh. And it, it was a killer line. Yeah. It was about um. It was about oh. It was about the 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 the, the uh, fucking what was the thing with Matthew McConaughey? That amazing fucking show, True Detective. I was yeah. saying how this famous person, if, if it went to a certain place, and he. Turns out he was actually a sat- satanic fucking ruler. And he just went, and he was in stitches. He went, thank God, that's a pre-record time because yeah. I am cutting out the last minute and a half of what you just said. Of course, you oh, have Because he owns the radio station. It yeah, will man. be redacted. Like, yeah, man. That. But that's yeah. the thing. If you own it, like all of these systems were put in place not not long ago, bro. Like 1890 to 1925. Everything that is wrong with the world now was created and incepted then. Like Jesus. the Federal Reserve, the IRS, the electricity, you're talking about like the military industrial complex with World War One happening, uh, the pharmaceutical industry, uh, oil and the, 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 the whole petrochemical industry. Like all of these things were made by 
a handful of men, the men who made America. There's a documentary on the 12, 12 dudes, and not in any, you know, kind of gematria, like numbers. There's 12 lads who they picked for this fucking set of documentaries. The men who made America, it's called. And um, I guess it likes J.P. Morgan, Rockefeller, Rothschild, um, Henry Ford, Walt Disney. Like, this shit was planned. And they sit around and they smoke cigars and drink brandy and go, how can we control everybody to do the thing that we want to do because we have an idea and it's not for any evil reason I think which is why you know I have some em- uh, some semblance of empathy I don't think it's for any real evil reason I think what they're doing they they really 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 believe that it's the right thing to do for the world and it's they the couldn't same. let it off because they'll go to shit lads exactly it's the same for the Joe Biden the hens out of the hen house they'd be fucking dead in a, in a day exactly they'll never be able to take care of themselves it's the same for the Joe Bidens and the Kamala Harris's and the Casio Cortez's and the, 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 the Andrew Yang's and the Bernie Sanders's really when you say that to somebody what you're saying is I don't trust that you're fucking smart enough to mind yourself so I'm going to make <laughs> the decisions about how the planet works and how everything that you touch pans out I want to be able yeah. to make sure like an overzealous parent like some kind of mad control freak fucking you know like like a, 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 a narcissistic government that believes yeah. that they are all knowing and everything that you say they're fucking gaslighting a whole culture gaslighting a whole population if anyone has ever been in any kind of an abusive relationship you'll understand the fucking patterns in this thing where people are being told you're not good enough to run your own life you can't do it and there's a lot of people pushing back going I, I actually can and I want to at least try I want to at least have a go and this is yeah. like a fucking teen, right now it's like a teenage rebellion, you know, it just so happens to be in the shape of MAGA and Donald Trump. <laughs> but like, what else would you expect from a, a rebellious 13 year old, but jeers, uh, lewd behavior, grabbing her by the <laughs> pussy, fucking, you know, that nasty woman, all the fucking shit. Worked that out Trump, hairstyle either yet. Exactly, he hasn't figured it out. Like, <laughs> we can't, none, neither of the two of us can talk about that, but no, I'm no, saying, no, Jesus. like, you get what you deserve. You get what you deserve. And right now, America deserves a petulant 13-year-old who's going to rebel against a system that doesn't believe that the people of America are smart enough to work. They called them a basket of deplorables, Tom. They said that you are fucking tick, hillbilly, hick, cunts all across the Midwest, all the southern states, everywhere except for New York and California, which are the epitome of culture and class and, you know, the upper echelons of society. Everyone else in America is a tick, tootless, banjo-playing, fucking sister-fucking moron. And you can't control yourself and you haven't got... Why would you make decisions for yourself? Why would we let you? Because you're going to make the wrong decision because you're a fucking retard. That's yeah. what they're saying to everybody. And everybody's now going, no, we're not. And you guys have made all those decisions for the last 150 years and we're at the place that we're at now. Because I think they, they, they really want these, these oligarchs, these JP Morgans, they really wanted the system that works really easily yeah. and doesn't have many problems. And then they can just like produce things money. and make money and not have any kind of faffing around. But the faffing around is the, that's the fucking best part of life, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fashion yeah, yeah. is the fucking crack. Like, that's being able to just go, I'm not going to go to school to be a nine to fiver until I'm 18 to go and learn to be a nine to fiver. I'm not going to industrialize my life in order to be like a meat bag of production. I'm going to, 
learn how to play the piano and I'm going to travel around the whole world busking for my whole life and having a bit of crack yeah. playing random pianos and making videos about it and putting it on the internet. There's a lad that does that. That's his whole life. And he goes to all of these, all of these different train stations and plays these pianos and all of these train stations all over, all over the world. Goes into hotels and plays the piano and people are like, oh my God, it's amazing. And the video, that's his life. He chose to do that. Oh, I know the fella. Yeah. He has fucking gazillions of fucking views. But gazillions he, yeah, of views. I mean, he is... Yeah, he is fucking class. I mean, yeah, I, I, I chap on the podcast one time and he was just, no, I do tend to pick people that I find interesting, but uh, Dan Elliott's name is a singer, young chap, maybe 25, 24, 25. And I really told me just one brief story of how, I said, why singing? Why, why, why? He went, fucking, what the fuck not? Why like, I'm able nice? to pick up a few, he's able to pick up a few gigs, right? And he was, he had about four solid gigs around town, four nights a week, covered it. 24 year old's fucking wages doesn't need a lot, like, you know. And he said, this one time, it was proven to him he was doing the right thing when he was playing in the Keys. He did an hour, a two hour gig in the Keys, Timber Bar. Yeah, yeah. And a couple came up to him, they're from New Zealand. They said, We're after getting engaged. You're fucking amazing. We'd love to, I'd love you to play at our wedding. He went, Oh, yeah, not about her, not about her. Anyway, whatever, Wonderwall. They took his fucking card. Well, lo and behold, following day, email comes in Can you make it to fucking Christchurch or wherever, or wherever they were, or Auckland? Here's your plane ticket, the whole fucking lot. Flew him down first class. Get the fuck. Uh, yeah, and played, got in there four days earlier, played a couple of rounds of golf, sauce with the family, played at the wedding, and then decided, there's me guitar on my back. Why the fuck would I head home this minute? He's driving now with neither chick nor child at home. And That's he toddled it, around fucking, toddled around New Zealand for, he doesn't even fully know how long he fucking stayed around New Zealand. Just going into a bar and going, here, guitar there. What you reckon? A couple of pints in the dinner? Jeez, I will. And maybe $50, lovely job. I'll play away. And he did that. And you're going, why wouldn't you? But what more why do you need? You? Like, do you feel when you were you in need? school, do you feel that you were, what would you say, corralled, harangued into the life that you had up until about, say, 24? I met you, I met you, I think, when you were like 24 or 25. And you were like, uh, the wheels are off this fucking thing now. Let's just see what happens. But uh, yeah. up until then. But the wheels, the wheels have been shot. Shot you know off. I mean? That's, been, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they had been shot off. They'd, I didn't go, I'm going to pull in and get some new wheels. No, yeah. no, no. The fuck. I had I had a road spikes and they fucking burst everything under the fucking thing. And now I was doing, I was clipping about 170 miles an hour for a few years well, at that stage. You know what I mean? So they were do, fucking, the wires were coming out through them already. So do you, but, think, do you think school and that whole like industrialization, like going into your careers thing and they're like, right, well, what would you be good at making or doing? Oh, sure how can we? How can we turn you yeah. into a productive member of society? Like, do you feel they that was your They handed us around a fucking thing. I mean, it's it's Middle Ireland, you know, yeah. where we are. It's Middle fucking Ireland. They're going, well, what the fuck are you going to do? You're going to go, go. You can go up the road and work in a factory if you want, mm. or you can get yourself to college. And well, myself and my brother were sent to fucking. You're just you're more or less harangued because before you know it, all your mates are doing construction. Yeah. All the girls are doing fucking pharmaceuticals. You know what I mean? It's that's yeah. the that's the way it was. The and money, the, the money was in it at the time, so you were like, "Well, yeah, this is big now. Let's study to do this now, without any, without ever any kind of like, maybe this might stop someday, or will will it be this good forever? Like, no, 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 no. Just go to, go in there to that. See that other building that looks like this building. Go in there, stay there for a while, and when you come out, fucking build more of these fucking things here. Yeah. And there'll be loads of money for you because money's a great thing. You're like, what? What? It's a great thing. Our parents were ignorant of the thing because they're going, what do have to do with it? Yeah. Do you know? But your now, children, have, your children when you're being told this, so you don't fucking know any. No, you can't with no, any no, confidence no. say to like, I, I don't know, from 1900, how many generations in Ireland? Maybe eight. You can't say it to eight generations back. 
this is not the, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to book the trend. Like this is, I'm a trend booker at 16, yeah. 15. You can't like, how many no, people are strong no, enough no, to no, go no. like, nah, man, I'm not doing this shit. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So very difficult to fucking book that trend. And that's what especially, people are counting Especially on. here too, because here with the CEO form, like I remember the cousins telling me like when they went to college for the first year, you're fluting around a bit. Like, of course you are. Which I thought was, a, it's, a, it's a great idea. You're trying to get your dick sucked and finding out how much you can drink before you, before you die from it. That's the well, whole first year of college. Have, like. You have to have it picked by fucking 16, 17, yeah. what your plans are. Yeah. And sure, who the fuck knows? No, it, was, it worked out all right in the, in the, that I was in college. But, and I'm glad I got some life advice, life experience and all the rest of it. But I don't know being better off fucking... I, I, there was never an opportunity to play any music. It was not a very cultural fucking place. Yeah. You know, I know you come, you come from a music background, but that but was... Dude, I pushed was, so hard against everything in my life to be able to do that. I absolutely... Oh, I, how, how fucking genetic are what's in you? I have just abdicated from society, man. I just jettisoned everything. I was just like, but I'm out. Pull that parachute. I'm not doing that shit. I, if I'm going to college, I'm going to go to a place where I can buy drugs easily. I'm... I'm yeah. I was the lad who was asking for the fucking key of the school off the principal on a Friday morning because on the Saturday morning we were getting in to go in to do band practice in the music room and the principal of the school gave me the fucking key of the school and the alarm code and I was in bringing in fucking amps and guitars and, and two lads from another school. Come on, we go in and we had the whole place to our fucking cells run around the halls. Like, it was deadly. But like, nobody else would think to ask to do it and I asked and he was so surprised. He was like, yeah, okay, that's weird, but yeah, there you go. Do you know, like, I, I, I was organising gigs in Wexford Town in pubs at 15, going in without a hair on my balls or my chin and walking up to a grown publican who's weathered in the business for years yeah. in a pub that's reasonably quiet and not very well, you know, uh, 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 patronised. I'm going up and going, hello, mister. Would you be able to go and play my songs and sing my songs in your pub on the Friday? <laughs> and he's like, what age are you? Um, I'm old enough. All right, go on then. I keep all the money off the bar. And uh, how much do you charge on the door? Two, three pounds, four pounds. Okay, all right. Four pounds. No more than that. Okay. And I just go in and I rang up all my mates. And I'd have, I'd have a guitar and I'd do the MC and I'd sing a song just to warm everybody up. How are you doing? Who's here? Who's it? All the lads in the Peters, give us a shout. All the lads in the CBS, give us a shout. Bridgetown, get up, Prez, give me the, the Loretto. Come on, give us a shout. Way. All right, everybody, the next band, they're coming in here from fucking Kilmuckridge and they're going to play a song now. And, uh, you know, and doing that shit. And then the children drinking and children playing I, music. And there's about I 150 right, people in that room fucking enjoying the fucking world we had created there was 150 of us in a small room in Wexford and it was the whole world Tom always green shoots of things that sometimes you will find your way now I was just thinking as you said about a rebellious fucking act we were never allowed to have rugby in the school because it was a fucking GA and it was considered a Protestant oh, dirty four. foreign game <laughs> Yeah, and your yeah. man just wouldn't fucking have it. We weren't posh lads. Like, I know yeah. people listen to this and go, ah, it's only posh. No, we, where, where rugby was played with us was, became big in Limerick and Tipperary because occupying forces back in, uh, back when, you know, British rule and what, in the late parts of the 1800s and early parts of the 1900s, there was occupying forces. 
And the only way to get a cut off these fuckers and beat the living shit out of them was to actually play a physical sport that they they had. <laughs> are you talking rugby? Are you talking and, about like yeah. uh, in those movies when the when the prisoners get to play the guards? <laughs> yeah, literally, literally. That's how rugby became so big in Limerick. I mean, Limerick is is not known for its fucking wealth or its 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 grandeur, but it is it is the home of fucking rugby. And we and I remember the principal that that took over in sixth year. I I canvassed him basically. I says, "You fucking have to let us have this." And he went, "Well, it's entirely up to you to organize." And I remember it made. Men of us must, you know, because the whole school got on board because they were on for whatever, yeah, yeah. you know. And we we went on and we won won the provincial fucking final and everything. I remember my final. Like remember the Titans or some shit. It was an, like the fast story. We managed to bring in a guy that was playing for Ireland at the time to actually coach us. It would beat the shit out of everybody yeah. because we had a bunch of good guys going. But I remember, um, I remember that like there were seven hundred students at our school and they were all at it that day. And I remember um, the final bit of my speech. I went, oh, and by the way. We've tomorrow off. And I remember <laughs> walking off with the trophy, and even the principal went, "What? Yeah. That was it." Everybody went fucking bananas. Where's, where's your Teen like, Disney movie? Where's that fucking movie? Yeah, we're doing too much cursing, and I'm actually making fucking close. <laughs> but man, there's, there was people doing that shit all over the country, and it was never. It's never been to- like, you know, we, we Ireland are, are Ireland is a country of um, adopted. Morals, adopted culture, yeah, yeah, yeah. and adopted media. We create our own stuff, but I mean, it's commodified. We're out, still out very new. We're still very new, very but like, new, still, but... I, I think it. I think it's like, do you know that 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 girl that sings at the fish, and she's a great singer, but she she she's just not confident enough to do it. Like, you know, well, if professionally, you look how, she's not going to push. If you hard. look where we are geographically. You know, do you ever do you ever see people? You know, when they, a couple of you walking with their young little kid down the beach, and they've got either hand, and they go. One, two, three, four. Whee! And they, split, <laughs> yeah, they lift it. Well, if you look geographically, still we, to this yeah. day, we're holding on to Nana, our, our mammy next door, and our long arm is yeah. going across the sea to Daddy. And we're being swung between the two. For sure we are. Like, because yeah, 100%. You ask anybody who's moved here from their own country, it's just, it's just, it's almost like... It's uh, it's just enough like their own country, but a little bit different just to make it a bit fun. Different Our pubs enough. are better. Yeah, yeah. Our pubs are better. That's yeah. about, you know. Tell them all about it, those conspiracy guys. But our, like our culture, the way that we've adopted all of the, the UK TV, uh, UK media and stuff, it's not just that. It's also the infrastructure of how those things work, right? Yeah. So like if you're a musician, you have to go through the same kind of hoops that say an American city would go through to in order to be like you know pushed up the pushed up the the marketing ladder let's say and then be signed and you get your you get your record contract and then you go on tour and blah 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 like it's easy enough to do but in the times when we had very talented people in the 70s the 80s the early 90s those infrastructures were not there we were very backward while at the same time the UK and America were creating those infrastructures that we now rely on as like the ubiquitous structure of how it, the entertainment industry works, which is corrupt to its core, but that's a different story. So like, I I do strongly feel that Wexford Town, I think I've said it before, Wexford Town was as packed with talent and as packed with dedicated and talented and like fastidious and hardworking musicians that could have been world, globally famous now. Mm. As much as, say, Seattle was at the same time in the 90s, and they're producing bands like, I don't know, like Jane's Addiction and Nirvana, and that, just, that kind of grunge scene. Like, Wexford had that as well. I, I'm learning, uh, my, my girlfriend is from Mayo. I, I'm hanging around with a lot of people from Mayo now, and I'm starting to see that Ballina 
also had a very similar, hyper-talented, super-focused music scene. And I'm sure there's 10 other cities in, the, in, in Ireland that I don't know people from that had a very similar story. I thought Wexford was unique in that. But just no, sure. I mean, you, loads of people. But if you didn't live in Dublin, Tom, if you didn't play in front of the right lad smoking a cigar, yeah. if you weren't fucking, you know, you two, or you weren't Enya, or you weren't some, you know, some other fucking shit in the nineties or eighties, like, you know, what was it? What was it? Uh, uh, My bloody Valentine, maybe something like that. If you didn't, if you didn't, yeah. if you weren't exactly the right thing, you were always the Irish band or whatever. If you weren't exactly the right thing, you were nowhere. The infrastructure wasn't there, and it kind of still hasn't fixed itself from that there's still no and there was moments where it was kind of coming that I think and then it kind of shit it tanked again like even to to, to not be even as trendy but if you look the exact same story there's to this day isn't even a fucking hardly a plaque up for the Clancy Brothers yes yeah, and yeah. the Clancy Brothers when we make them or whatever they're from caricature and they wore the woolly jumpers and they sang the wild mountain time and they, you know they, a bit hokey but they packed Carnegie fucking hall yeah. like they, like Liam Clancy took the piss out of JFK yeah. sitting in the front row he was that big his balls were that big yeah. he could take the fist so they were big news and still to this day like there's barely a fucking mention in their hometown by yeah, there should right. be at it least looks, a parochial look, hall named after him you know Luke Kelly obviously he's getting his he's getting his uh, kudos now but like yeah. he's really only famous in Ireland and maybe a bit of England a small bit of America but like a global talent it, 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 never there was before like Luke no. Kelly like unbelievable, and talking about Irish culture, like what what, what are they saying? Uh, uh, for, there's forty million Irish people all around the globe, descendants, like direct descendants, you know. Um, like if there's that amount of people, surely he should have had that kind of exposure. And I'm just thinking about you know lads like us in this day and age, in this time when you can turn on a fucking box of light in the corner and and talk into a microphone and then press go, and then the whole concentrating that in Tobago or listening to you. Right? <laughs> like this is this is we've surpassed that that time, but in tandem with that, there is also the the reflux of that uh, ability to be global. Is that the globe is becoming smaller, and yeah. as it's becoming yeah, smaller, yeah. it's becoming easier to control using those mechanisms of communication. Like it's almost like they gave us the tools to communicate with each other just to see what would happen, and then took all the best of us and went, "No, we're going to fucking we're going to keep you now under this net of." Oh, what you're yeah, allowed to yeah, say, yeah, yeah. What you, where you're allowed to go, what you're allowed to do. Um, yeah. It's almost like, you know, Paul Pot and the and the, the Khmer Rouge in, in Cambodia. Like, Paul yeah. Pot was a fucking, he doesn't get a look in. I think he's definitely in the top five of, of uh, you know, world dictators, like super dictator. Uh, <laughs> Bill Burr, Bill Burr did a bit on that. And he went, he said, Paul Pot, they're retiring that cunt's jersey. That jersey. <laughs> It's fucking retired. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Never, never. His kill list is off the fucking charts. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's up to eight figures, man. He's up to Stalin levels, right? But he used to go and, and kill cunts that had glasses on because he thought, like, they, they were more intelligent. He didn't want anybody, you know, coming in and fucking with his system. So he's like, anyone who wears That's glasses, right, you're dead. Huh? He was spot on, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, like, quick. Yes. So anyway, <laughs> say nothing. Quick, take off your glasses. And you can't, is that, does that say police? I can't see it. But um, yeah, like, so he killed all the cons with glasses. I mean, is it not very similar to what's happening now with censorship online? That there's people oh, yeah. being afforded the system and, and left with the system kind of like without, uh, without like parameters, without any fences for about six or seven years. And all the, all yeah. the cream r- rose to the top. 
And then all of a sudden, something happened culturally and they were able to switch that off and go, okay, going to take all this cream and we're going to separate that shit into acceptable cream and non-acceptable cream. And yeah. everybody else can fuck off. Like, that's what's after happening. They let everybody get famous, to get successful, to get popular. And then the shit that they don't agree with, they'll go, well, you're the only one that can get this popular talking about this thing. Bye-bye. And you're gone. Mm-hmm. They're cutting, yeah, cutting, yeah, cutting yeah, off yeah, YouTube, yeah. cutting off podcasts, cutting off all. Alex Jones was going for 30 years before he got kicked off the internet. 30 years. Yeah. At that stage, it's time to fuck. You know, when you've been 30 years on the internet. Like he's, You've made the fucking internet. Like, yeah, but he's you know one, of the mo- one of the most famous conspiracy theories. David Icke, the same. Like the two boys, I don't agree with everything they say. You know, you, know, you have to fucking preface everything with that nowadays. But like the two boys are going for 30, if not probably 40 years. Like Alex Jones started in, in radio in Texas in the late 80s. Like that's fucking long time. And it only got switched yeah. off in the last two or three years, the two of them. Because they're saying the wrong thing. They were allowed to become like, they, like Alex Jones is like fucking the, the, the biggest conspiracy theorist. Everybody knows him like. And still, yeah, bye bye. Do you know? It's about control, Tom. Yeah. It's a fucking weird yeah. thing, and I really push back against it, and have done from a very young age. Like I don't want to be controlled, and there's a lot of people out there that don't want to be. And it's not a thing that you can put your finger on, but a lot of people can feel it. They can feel yeah. something wrong is happening. They're trying to justify it by going, "I don't want a vaccine. I don't want a mask. I'm rebelling. I'm a 13 year old. I'm pushing back against this mm-hmm. fucking bullshit. You can't tell me that I'm not worth what I think I'm worth." And there's a lot of people being told, you're not worth anything, so do as you're told. Yeah. And they're like, I don't agree. That's what's happening. Yeah, and a, as you said. Per, like a personable level, you know. As you said, I think people people are made, are only made of one way. I don't think people, you can bend people. We haven't evolved to that. And it was interesting, just to just reiterate your point, uh, a friend of mine, he's a producer, and he was kids, he's Scottish, and he was saying about this time last year, and he saw a kid in their school, he done a fucking weekend outside the school while walking past. He did a fucking uh, a Nazi goose step. Oh, yeah, for the crack. Being a fucking Wally, but he's fucking 13. Like. He probably just you know learned I mean? about it and he's like, this is hilarious. When you're 13, you do whatever. You're just a kid yeah. who happens to, you might have a wispy little moustache blowing in the wind. <laughs> you're doing all, like, honest to God, the amount of, like, a 13 when we're all getting togged off in the fucking tra- Every one of us is doing the helicopter into each other's faces. <laughs> just then, just when you turned around, like, oh, fuck, helicopter. Now we you're know the reason why you shit. wanted to get rugby into your school. That's just pretty exciting. <laughs> <laughs> lads, lads, Helicopter me. Stop, Tom. We're not going to helicopter you, for fuck's sake. Go on, lads. By the way, Tom, get out. We're teachers. You can't be fucking in here. Anyway. Um. <laughs> Who let you into the staff room? Yeah. <laughs> he thought, oh, the day was uproar because all the adults were saying, this is fucking disgraceful. He's, there's Hindu kids going to that school and there's fucking Jewish kids going to the school. And, the, and every one of the kids came out because the kid was being expelled. Fuck's and they, all the kids regardless of background went this and these are all young kids this by the way is a pile of bullshit invented by you fuckos in your 20s mm. we're kids and we should decide he was having a good time uh, yes a bit of a flute for doing it but who gives a fuck yeah. so I think there's that weird generation I don't know what they'd be called generation maybe OX or whatever but they would be there seems to be a band of like a 10 year fucking band where they were like, uh, you know, like cardigan wearing, fucking shouting, fucking Nora's at the fucking. Whereas, and now it's gone to these kids and they're going, they, they're nearly in tan, they're talking to the people in their 50s yeah. and 40s going, ha, she was only acting a maggot. You get, you boomer, you get boomers, which are our, our parents. You get Generation yeah. X, which are the lads who are in their <laughs> mid 40s to kind of late 50s. 
Okay, then you have the I'm millennials, totally which technically is us. We're technically millennials, but there's a there's a there's a, a weird uh, there's a weird mid uh, a middle ground classification which are called Xennials. So we are n- a midway between millennial and Generation X because we had right. a, we had an analog childhood and a digital adulthood. So the internet came around when we were at our formative years of twelve and thirteen in the mid nineties. Mm. So we got that middle ground. And then after that, and the millennials go all the way up to, I think, 2000. And now we're into 2020, where you have Generation Z. And this Generation Z are coming out as fully-fledged adults at 18 and going, come here, you know what? Fuck off. I'm not listening to yeah. that shite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, yeah, yeah. the, the age yeah. difference is there's people in their mid-30s who are in now qu- quite powerful positions in the companies that they're in. Whereas 10 years ago, when we were talking about like the the, the boom and bust they were fucked in that but they were only 18 when that happened and I think that did yeah. have some kind of weird like oh, psychological effect so. where they're like oh, well I, think so. I was without control there I didn't have control there I feel and it's kind of like a cultural PTSD you know they were they yeah. were disenfranchised and they're like I'm never letting that happen again and now they're, they're, their whole fucking existence is about control trying to make people put up their fist at a restaurant yeah. going like believe the thing that I believe or you're the fucking devil do you know and the Generation Z are not into that shit. They're into fucking polyamory and like, you know, getting a fanny and a Mickey and putting them together and going, and get, getting a lick off one and a lick off the other, like getting two different sides of a Dan bar to try and get the flavour. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I fucking love Dan bars. Th- these lads are into fucking polyamory. They're into, they're, 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 there's no bother with whatever sexuality you're into. They're, they're fully open and accepting of every kind of culture and religion. There's no fucking animosities. There's no, like, very little bullying going on. Very little kind of you're different from me. It's a fully accepting society. These Generation Zs, they're so informed. Informed, they, their information is at, like, a holistic level. It's at their fucking, in their DNA to be informed about yeah. stuff. There's nothing that they don't know. That they haven't seen a video of or watched a fucking, you know, some read a thing of because it's all here. Like, how long did yeah. it take you to f- to figure out shit when you were thirteen? Like, you couldn't look uh, it up. Here. You couldn't look it up, and you wouldn't we even to, hear I, about it because we were you're really not talking, talking about to people day. about it. My mother was an agent for the World Books. Do you remember oh, yeah. a, a British, uh, br- uh, British, and I remember we were the fucking shit in on our road. People used to come over and go, "I need to know about a specific type of bovine. Have you got that?" <laughs> B, B, B. Oh Jesus, the Belgian blue. Look at the muscles on that cunt. Get around, people. Get around the fire and look at the picture in this tiny corner of this book. And that was, but we were we were where, the fucking information. People. Where are you going, Tony? I'm going over to Tom's house. What are you going over there for? I'm going over to get the V book. The what? I <laughs> think Tom's ma's like, Tony, you want to bring that book here back? I don't have all them pages stuck together until the last fellow they took it away. Oh, yes, Miss Manny. Sorry about that. Uh, I, w- I'm, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. You're a busy man and you've oh, got man, fucking ton on. For fuck's sake, we could talk all night, bro. I know, and that's the fucking li- the danger of it. Um, <laughs> ironically, we talked right at the very beginning of this, how we go so long on these things. D- give us give us a snapshot of what's happening in season eight. I know you did an actual episode, oh. a juicy, a juicy fucking smattering, because already there's people listening to this and their chins are fucking dripping with conspiracy grace. We talked fucking aliens. We talked CIA shadow fucking oh, forces. Only, we talked the elections. Oh, it is fucking dribbling down onto their onto their t-shirts, and you 
If you ever eat something so delicious and you've, you're full of fucking beer, but you're in a lovely warm place of beer and you're like, oh, that fucking beer. And you don't care that everybody in Zaytun is looking at the red cabbage stuck to the front of your top. <laughs> and you're going, I'm eating this donut kebab because this is fucking delicious. I and you fucking... You, I did that two you nights don't care. ago. I did that two nights ago. I got I got a I got a soy a soy and something sauce. I was putting the chips in it yeah. and it landed on my jumper. And I I'm not ashamed to say I sucked the sauce out of my jumper. That's how nice the sauce is. <laughs> I got it from uh, Mad Egg. There's chicken burgers. Oh yeah, 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 I got that yeah, yeah. soy sauce. It's like I don't care. I'm so I'm a jumper sucker. This is what's happening. Um, so I have the ones that I have recorded. I have uh, the assassination of Malcolm X is, is the next big one. That should be coming out tomorrow. The 8th. I'll be working on that all night and tomorrow. And then you're looking at like a fairly fucking five star studded season eight. I wanted to pick something that was like bang, bang, bang all the way down. But also something, as you know yourself, Tom, I'm, a, I'm a, a quite a predictive man. I like to predict things. Mm. I like to be like fucking Johnny on the spot. Like right, right on the nose. So we recorded that Oklahoma bombing episode. I think over a year ago. I'll be honest. Oh, it is. It was in. It was in your other in your other studio. Sure. And, yeah. And how poignantly timed will that be? We released that a couple of weeks ago, and there are literally armed militias of white men stalking the streets of the towns and cities of America. Like, like people were actually. That was what people were saying. Going, go away, you fuckers! You didn't record that. Of release, I saw here. Year and a half ago. Released the agenda Two cars. I've I've had two different cars since then. That's how I know. I, no more bandages. I, parking around. I yeah. <laughs> Oh, don't worry. That fucking thing went that long after that. I can yeah, tell you that's fucking so, so. But um, yeah. So we released the agenda twenty one episode, and I was like, "Come here, lads. Agenda twenty one. They're going to fucking put out some shit, and uh, there's diseases coming, and they're going to take over the world, and the vaccine, and the blah blah blah." And sure, what happened? <laughs> like we, so a few three weeks after we released that episode, fucking the Corona lockdowns. So like, I like to be kind of just right there, like a cultural uh, uh, barometer, let's say. So I chose these ones to go into season eight uh, a yeah. while ago, and the timing is kind of getting a bit wrong because of the fucking lockdowns. I can't record them, but there's one here, uh, Waco. And the cult of David Oh, geez, Spain of War. So the one we all about, remember. Yeah, I want to talk about cultish behaviour and the cult of personality. And it might be like a, a like a farewell to Trump and try and think about like, what was it like when he was here? Why do people believe in him so much? What was the whole, the, the QAnon thing, which is like a faith, I think it's like a political facing, faith-based, like, uh, uh, just trust the plan. Like, you know, believe as you believe in the Lord, our God and the Holy Spirit and all that shit. I want to do one with Jim Elliot is coming on and Ed Salmon on the Chinese Cultural Revolution which I think is so similar to what's happening in American culture right now as the, the, the Chinese Cultural Revolution and the takeover of Mao Zedong in the 1950s and how the youth rebelled against the system resist yes and then yeah. we must overthrow this system. And what was the fucking system that they ushered in? It was fucking, yeah. you know, Chinese communism. Yeah. So like, as much as we were talking Jim, about how great Generation Z was. Huh? And Jim has been to China. Yeah, yeah. Jim is all over that shit, man. Like, that's probably one of the most researched episodes I'm, I'm going to do. Like, there's books coming in my hole. Uh, there's one on Pizzagate coming. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I say much about that. <laughs> you're, you're joining me on one for the Rothschild dynasty, which is going to be yes. uh, uh, one of the Men Who Made America episodes. So it's going to be uh, like the history of the lads, how they were able to uh, take over like banking and they spread all around Europe and 
eventually made it to the Americas and how basically like a, a familial wealth can get passed and how you can maintain power and control uh, through, through generational uh, bequeathments and stuff like that. There's also one on voodoo and black magic. So for a little bit, oh of, yeah, little bit yeah, of how yeah, do. Yeah. Project Bluebeam I talked about. Uh, there's one on vampires, oh. which is going to be oh. Chef's Kiss. Uh, we oh. talked about Barry Seal and the CIA Operation Mockingbird, which is fantastic. It's going to be about oh, um, yeah. the media uh, industrial complex is taking taking your mind over with um, propaganda. There's a nice easy one on the life and death of Bob Marley. So if you're a Bob Marley fan, get in on that. And the mystery of the pyramids. So it's a, the first oh, of a of a three-part series about uh, Egypt, the ancient technologies behind Egyptian culture, and then obviously the, the, this first one is going to be like a dip, a toe dip. So it's going to be like, uh, what's it like living in ancient Egypt? How we got the pyramids? Yeah. What the word the science around the pyramids? The Sphinx, uh, the the younger driest period, the Great Flood, and then talk about you know burial customs and religions and all that stuff. So it's like a history lesson, conspiracy twist, and then. One of my old favourites, we did it in a live show, and I'm going to be revisiting this, the Montauk Project, so we get to talk about oh, Al, yeah. Al Gaelic, and the, the magic box, and time travel, and... Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. There is grace running out yeah. of the snack box, and that is this podcast episode it's right gonna now. Be, it's going to be unreal. Um, oh. Really good, really good season. And then to finish off, then the last one would be the missing four one one. So the David Paulides, I guess, what would you call it? An odyssey of books about people who have gone missing... Uh, in the American national parks with absolutely zero trace, like such mysterious disappearances. It would fucking rock your jaw, right? And he comes from a background of Bigfoot investigation. So like basically it's like people are going missing and they can never find him. They're never found without a trace, like gone. Mm. He also claims that Bigfoot is an interdimensional uh, kind of extraterrestrial that opens up rifts in space time and it just goes yoink and just pulls people into these portals and disappears and that's where they're going I mean I don't want to spoil it but that's where we're going to go it's a really weird episode um, there's, of, there's a gang of people absolutely with raging horns on yeah, right now it's going to happen yeah. and as well as yeah. that I think there's 38 three to four hour true crime episodes as well including like uh, Aileen Warnos and some of the ones we've done what was the one you and me did again De- uh, De- uh, Dennis Dennis Nelson uh, yeah Dennis Nelson yeah, yeah prepare loads. for that one coming up guys loads uh, and loads. Lot, lot of penis talk on that one <laughs> and you're joining me on the voodoo episode with Mickey and Bartlett and the Rothschild episode and the Ro- with Mickey Rothschild, Bartlett Rothschild episode with uh, Shane Brown is it Shane yeah 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 it Classic. is Shane Brown yeah Classic. yeah yeah, it's going to be great, crack man. I can't wait to get over here until we're actually oh, allowed to visit wait. each other. What the fuck? Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. I, I think I might just fucking wait, find a fucking fashion of a giant condom for myself and just sneak sneak over to your fucking house or something. <laughs> or get my new fucking a blue light like they had in. You remember the streets of San Francisco? They stick one on the roof. And you go, yeah. and I go off, the, off when I go around the corner. Oh no, one of my hubcaps was flying off. <laughs> fucking takes the eye of somebody. Uh. And I. That big Carol Reiner knows by the time I get into you, just after a fucking. I'm, I'm well, fed up. I'm fed up with this fucking social distance and shit, and it's not being allowed to go to places. But more, more so, I'm fed up and not being able to have people over to make the shows because we're ready. Yeah. Like I'm an open fucking. I'm an open orifice waiting to get plugged. Yeah, you know, I can't yeah, wait for this I, shit. Yeah, well, you've always. I've always said that about you. That you always had a gaping uh, want for people to. <laughs> Fill me with your information, boys. It's 
happening. <laughs> okay. Dickopedia. Right, listen, before, we, we steered away from so much of the rude stuff. Yeah, we've got to finish I with a cherry on top, though, bro. Get that, get yeah, that, of course, get, get absolutely fucking looty. I couldn't fucking... I, I, I was annoyed with myself that we didn't talk more fucking dick talk, but <laughs> we're, we're actually venturing. We're venturing. I love this. This is a perfect... At, this is perfect for who, who has been on for episode 166 that we're venturing for the three-hour fucking... Is this a record for Bookshot? I don't know. This is, a, oh, this, right. this is absolutely. We were up there with uh, the hit the diff one was about two hour, two and a half hours, but we have gone, yeah, we've gone way fucking smashed out of the fucking park. I will fucking see you soon, of course, and everybody exactly. that knows you loves you. I everybody just listen to this. Those conspiracy guys just follow them everywhere. I would say Twitter is probably. The, I mean, it's it's giggly fun. I tell you, on, on Instagram is very nice. Tag yeah. everything you do. Instagram, Instagram. I, I would recommend the place to be or Discord. Uh, I'm trying to get away from Twitter and Facebook. It's getting very toxic. And, uh, They're a shit. Uh, yeah, I'm wasting a lot of time with it. With it. Stuff. Yeah. Twitter I deleted, is just... I deleted the Twitter app wow. off my phone and I'm saving 14 hours a week, man. That's no joke. Like, I check it I check it, I check it, on, this, on my browser having a shit in the morning just for DMs and mentions and then mm. it goes off. Like, it's a fucking toxic cesspool of shite. So Instagram would be the place to be at Those Conspiracy Guys. You can check out the website, thoseconspiracyguys.com or the podcast is everywhere and if you like it extra much, there's hundreds of extra hours of stuff in the Patreon we, we, like I have a Patreon as well but like this is going to be going on my feed so let's tell people where, yeah. well, let's tell my people where they can find you because you have 165 other episodes to be listened to of, of interview episodes and yeah. if you do want to just listen to crazy fucking ranting there's over another 100 episodes of that uh, hell, of man. the Ramble Pod up there yeah so we're, we're well into the 280 about fucking 280 fucking hell. episodes of, if they want to see us to combo go it's on my YouTube page and look for Buckshot Sideshow it's in the playlist there's about how many episodes did we do I think we did like 10 or something <laughs> Buckshot Sideshows yeah, yeah that was, was great just, crack it was great crack it's a bunch of comedians ripping the living shit out of each other as a game in the guise of a fucking game show really what we were doing was getting our fucking angst off our yeah. chest because the lockdown had just begun it was a hell of a lot of fun and we will return to it when we yeah basically we, because now we have a platform for it we know what we're going to do and thanks to Gordo and his advices and obviously like I've talked about with my podcast people that he's fucking built my podcast fucking studio and empire for me so we will be coming back to that um, so yeah Buckshot Podcast will find me anywhere do end up there you will find my patreon page which supports it and you'll get typically the videos and ad free and early access to everything that i have give us a couple of your favorite just for my folks give us a couple of your favorite interviews that you did some of the top top spots maybe or just some some that are memorable right now um samantha mumble was a very interesting one it was a great one she opened with we had a bit of a row about boxing for the first bit but we just messed through the whole thing she's a great great uh, yeah she's just so much fun like i said if people want to a real silly fest with a bit of music in the middle of it go listen to that one with the mary wallopers very very interesting how the boys come about one of my opening ones one of my very first interviews was with tom green comedian and Canadian, yeah, yeah. yeah Tom Green of the Tom Green Show. Um, I kind of, I suppose, that was, be, that, I, was that that lad that was married to uh, Drew Barrymore that one time? Yeah, he was kind of the founder of podcasts, really, wasn't he? You know he? what, dude? I saw him on the fucking, uh, can't remember what, what interview he was on. He was talking about, uh, having a, having his TV studio in his gaff. Like, he did, he made a studio and yeah. paid tens of thousands of dollars a, a month for bandwidth to be able to broadcast out and now all we have to do is we can do it on our fucking phones on YouTube on and screen. Phone. he's yeah. doing that in like 1998 making a TV show like well, Rogan, Rogan pioneer suggests that he was um, he was his inspiration for doing it how it came about was I was touring around Ireland with him yeah, so right. um, as I was dropping him to the airport I'd been asking him and he I'd literally 
his, his girlfriend at the time was there and she kept up kind of getting in the work. But you know when that happens. Um, but in fairness, it was like, no, no, no literally driving to, back to the airport to drop him home. I just set, set the recorder going and we had a good old natural. So, like, that, that's just one. But once you kind of get into it, you'll see there's a world of fucking good, good ones of, there. Loads of sports guys, uh, uh, yeah, players and coaches, uh, comedians, actors, uh, TV personalities. I think about what people typically tend to like about it is that I normally find a way in with somebody where I don't go, so tell me about your saddest time yeah, ever. Yeah. I want to have a good laugh and a banter. And what I, that tends to find is it gets people over the line where they go, oh, I don't feel like this is an interview anymore. And they probably give you a bit more in that sense because they go, mm. and what I get from a lot of people is, Jesus, I've never heard that person swear. You know, I've never heard <laughs> yeah, them swear. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, the guard comes down, go, yeah. You know, the guard does come down because they're chill and relaxed and we have a good old time about it. So, I mean, take your pick. If you, if you like this style that we just did there now, there's a lot of this, but without probably as perfect structure because this has been nicely structured. And I'm, a, I'm a waffler as well, though, man. Like, I have a lot of stuff to say, and oh, sure, know, I go off listen. on one. But there's so many, many, like, it'd be like any interview podcast. Like, go and pick your favorite one uh, yeah. and try it out, taste it. So, if they if yeah. you like the sauce, suck it out of your jumper and fucking go listen to some more. Bookshop podcast, where it is. I leave all the links for my version of this for my people yeah. in the description below. I'm sure you'll do the same, Tom. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, savage man. So, for anybody who wants to cross streams with myself and Gordo, uh, if you do listen, to, if you listen to True Crime one we did with, it was kind of a sto- the story that David Tennant did. Yeah, um, Des the TV show. Des yeah, yeah. the TV show. We did make mention that we may end up coming up with our own version of a podcast. <laughs> podcast if you're going to leave it in at the end oh 100% that's going in totally going in you know it's just hidden in there for you so when you that'll be the next podcast you listen to that combines Dennis Nelson is coming out start of January so that'll be the next one so so there's an easter egg in there seeking you spot it where my (laughs) seven Gordo (laughs) talk about the potential of starting our own podcast Gordo this has been a long time coming I'm so fucking glad we finally got it done and like I said I was looking for a significant number turns out 166 was right on the fucking money as per your angel number, as per your angel Family, number. Family, health, wealth, productivity. Posi- that's what it is. Positivity, man. That's what that's what we're trying to get here. The only time I don't want positivity is in HIV tests. That's the only thing. Yeah, you don't yeah. Want positivity. that's the only time. The that's the, the only time. time. Gordo Rochford of TCG, you're fucking beautiful, man. Till that's I see Tom. you, I'm going to I'm gonna fucking lick your face. I don't give a shit what you tell me. I'm going to lick your fucking face. <laughs> you do it in the camera. Eh, eh, yeah, eh, wrong side. Eh, wrong side. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> the last bit is going to be hard to explain on an audio only I, think. I know I know for audio on, thanks so much, we were virtually thank you so much cheers brother